Welcome back to the YBF podcast and we're back today with another episode this time hot topics (laughs) (laughs) it's been a minute since we've done hot topics it has we need to just get this popping oh my lip gloss (laughs) listen I don't know what Natasha has going on today first it was a slurp earlier with the water I just tried to like pop my lips and it's so much lip gloss on that they got stuck okay (laughs) um shout out to colored rain with them bomb lip glosses and a bomb matte lipsticks that I put a little gloss on shout out to you black owned company so I just have to say it you gotta shout it out. You gotta yes. make it happen. All right, color green. Um, okay. Anyways, um, today we have so many hot topics to talk about. Um, and I brought James Terrell on with me again. I'm back in the building. Thank you for the invite. I mean, you know. Thank you for for allowing me to be here. Now that you found I mean, the right <laughs> podcast place. I'm sorry, Natasha. Listen, to do this. I will go on record and say that I was late today. I went to the wrong location. It was my fault. I take mm-hmm. full blame and my apologies for that. Mm-hmm. So if it seems like we're rushing through these hot topics, it's because we have cut the time because someone didn't read the email correctly. Black people. Anywho, so we'll just jump right in since we ain't got time. We got time. So what's going on? What are we going to talk right. about today? So today we're going to talk about everything okay so first of all lizzo uh-huh. we need to discuss what the hell is going on with her um basically copyright cases and people are very upset certain people are very upset with her uh, accusing her of stealing from them yeah so here's a story and we all know lizzo we all love lizzo i've love loved lizzo for a minute lizzo. like love um and of course you know more money more problems and when you start to rise to fame uh-huh. and now she just like set a record for having like the number one album it was for six for the longest amount of time for a woman or mm-hmm. something or like some you know billboard got 25 different ways to say somebody so set a record. Many. it's ridiculous so they they gave her like some she made history in somewhere tied Iggy Azalea or something or tied or tied a record that Iggy Azalea made and I guess it was like the longest running. If I'm not mistaken, she surpassed one. that record. Now she surpassed. Yes, it. and and I think that's where the whole conversation or comment right. about Ti and yes. Iggy, all of that yes. came from. So yes, okay. Yeah. So you know they done gave her one of those superlatives that they just make up out of the blue, even though she deserves everything. But whatever. And so when you reach that certain type of status of getting, you know. Um, first time this and longest running this and getting all the money, getting all the shows, getting all the accolades, getting all the publicity, people are going to start coming out the woodwork. And that's kind of what happened. Now, when I say out the woodwork, I don't mean that they don't have a valid point. Mm -hmm. I mean that it was like, where this song been out for a good couple years. Like, where you been? (laughs) I mean, like you have a valid right to it, but damn, like, why are we just now saying that? And why did you wait so long? Right, right. And I do feel like you should have said it earlier, but whatever, we'll get to it. So, Truth Hurts is Lizzo's number one song. Everyone knows it. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows that opening line, I just took a DNA test. Finds, turns out, I'm 100% that that bitch. Now we all done put that on a meme, all done put it on a caption on Instagram. We all like we're living that life for the last over the last year, probably. 
But what we didn't know is that Lizzo actually got that from a meme that she saw on Twitter. Yeah. But that meme also apparently came from um, a songwriter uh-huh. who's based in Britain. And it's actually a black girl, which I didn't know until I was watching something. I She's saw cute. The, yeah, I saw the picture. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, and so she actually wrote that tweet back in 2017. That, that Pretty much the exact thing. Maybe like the word the or something was different or something, but basically the exact same tweet. And Lizzo, that's where, she, that's, that's secondhand indirectly where Lizzo got it. Mm-hmm. So Lizzo admits that, yes, I saw a meme and that's where I got inspired to say that on right. a track. I don't think she knew it came from an actual. No, I don't. I, yeah. I don't think it was anything malicious at all. I think right. it was something like she said, she found it on, on social media. It's right. so much stuff that we find on social media, especially right. quotes like, and to see the quote and be like, okay, well I'm an artist. I want to add that quote to a song. And see, you know what? Doing what I do. I've learned my lesson. I don't just find nothing and just repost it. No. I, I can't do it. I can't do that anymore. It's Unless it's someone like that sent us something that we know, like they're the publicist or the manager. And we still to this day got to ask, do we have permission to post? Yeah. Does the photographer know we're posting this? Is this yours? Do you own it? Because nothing is everybody owns something whether it's an inherent copyright or flat out copyright that you actually paid for and trademarked and did all these things so i've learned my lesson i don't do this anymore i'm kind of shocked that lizzo just took it and ran with it knowing that it could have been i mean somebody actually wrote it so i mean but i mean but if you well one being devil's advocate you have to kind of think about it like there's so again there's a lot of stuff that a lot of quotes that people post on social media so you think it's just something somewhere it does and now for me it should have been some research or something yes. done. Yes, like when you're a, at this point, like, mm-hmm. why not? And you have a label behind you. You have all these things. You have all the resources. I've never understood why big-ass artists don't utilize their resources. And Google is so good. All you have to do is type in, right, like, where one this letter. Come from? And it would pop up. Even Twitter. Like, it searches Twitter accounts yeah. from umpteen years ago. So that tweet would have come up mm-hmm. because she, I don't think she had a private account. That's how people saw it. So it would have come up and you would have seen that and you could have reached out and maybe just given her writing credit. Like, who, that would have been great. you know, but now apparently Lizzo has admitted that. And the girl, um, I'm going to pull up her name because it's like a at that I can't really pronounce. Um, she posted on Twitter. I'm really upset that you all, you all mean and Lizzo and team keep doing this. Despite me saying something. Now I don't know mm-hmm. the first time she said something, but it seems as though this is not the first time. It, it's not the first time, but this is, it hasn't been like for two years that she's been saying it. Um, and she said, why do you all keep acting like I don't exist? I understand that I don't have all the resources you all have, but I'm a songwriter. I wrote this. That's not, you know, even if it was just in a tweet, I mean, now we're learning like Twitter, Instagram, all these things now also have inherent copyrights like that's it's not cool. Y'all keep ignoring me because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have the funds to fight it or even a voice for it on a platform mm-hmm. compared to what Lizzo's platform mm-hmm. is. Exactly. So Lizzo actually wrote a tweet that was really like nice and and responded about it. And she basically said she will be getting writing credit on the song, mm-hmm. but she will not be giving credit to the two white men that that butted into the conversation talking about, um, well, we actually wrote that with her and we didn't get writing credit. Sir, uh, sirs, see, sirs, see, how? 
you would really two white men you so really you're gonna sit down and say okay all right so basically lizzo filed a lawsuit against these two men their names are justin raisin and jeremiah raisin um i'm sorry it's three and justin eves rothman um and so she filed the suit last week Mm -hmm. in in california and she said she's seeking a judicial declaration that the raisins and rothman do not um did not co-author truth hurts and they have no right to co-own that work or to share in its profits. I'm really not sure why they think that. Now, people, we all know that when when artists write, they have multiple people with writing with them, whether it's yep. everybody in one room or people in separate rooms or at different times. No, it's usually not just one person sitting there writing the whole entire album from start to finish 100% hey, Blue solo. Blue Ivy got um, writing credits, right. I believe. <laughs> right, like, and Beyonce had a whole writer's retreat, remember, like yeah. in, Ham- in the Hamptons or whatever, and in Paris. And Kanye did that as well. Yeah, okay. like, people yeah. do that. Now, I don't know if they think because they just so happened to be in the room that day when Lizzo came up with it that they automatically mm-hmm. get writing credit, but Lizzo says they weren't even in the damn room. So the question is, has the artist who, give me her name again. Oh, let but, me pull it up. Go ahead. But, but but has she said anything in a rebuttal to the guys? No, I don't think any she's credit? even, no. Mm-mm. I'm sure Lizzo's, Lizzo's going back with this lawsuit because I'm sure this artist is going to support Lizzo. Because if anything, if those guys get right in credit, that's less money for this artist. That too. Well, they're trying to say that she plagiarized by, they said, this is exactly what they said in their initial claim um, that Lizzo responded to. After reaching out to Truth Hurts co-writer and co-producer Ricky Reed, um, who who Lizzo does say was in the room at the time, and, and Lizzo's team about fixing it, whatever that means, we put the song in dispute in 2017 when it came out. We tried to sort this out quietly for the last two years, only asking for 5% each, but we're shut down every time. I shut you down too if you if you had nothing to do with it. At all. 5% each. Really? Come on. What is wrong with people? Um, so yeah, so Lizzo says they weren't even in the room. They had nothing to do with this. Um, and y'all anking shit. Um, let me pull up the name of homegirl. I'm going to just read her at because I can't. And I'm also going to read exactly what Lizzo said to respond. Oh, God, I'm going to cut this out because it's taking too damn long. Always. What's her name? Mina Linus? Mina Linus? But I wanted to read her tweet. And I have it on our Instagram. Her original tweet? Coming up. The original tweet? Well, I had it in a post. I had everything. Yeah, I have it right here. Let me just pull it. What, what date is on it? Uh, not four up. days ago. Four days. Let me just scroll. I include links and the links don't even work. I can't. Four days ago. What's the date date? It doesn't have the date on it. Oh my god! What is the first, the first part of it? Like, what's the first picture up? Let me see. I'm about to send it to you right now, Sasha. That one. Oh, I think I got it. Yep, I got it. Okay. 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 
So let me read to you guys exactly who the person is um, that the songwriter as well as Lizzo's responses that I feel like were very classy. So her name is Legendina on Twitter mm-hmm. and um, her name is me. It's at Mina Lioness. So one of those words, one of those names is her actual songwriter name. So here's what Lizzo responds saying. Hey, y'all, as I've shared before, in 2017, while working on a demo, I saw a meme that resonated with me, a meme that made me feel like 100% that bitch. I sang that line in the demo, and I later used the line, and truth hurts. I later learned that a tweet inspired the meme. The creator of the tweet is the person I am sharing my success with, not these men, period. Period. Thank you to everyone who has supported me and my song. She said, the men who now claim a piece of truth hurts did not help me write any part of the, no parts of this song. They had nothing to do with the line or how I chose to sing it. There was no one in the room when I wrote truth hurts, except for me, Ricky Reed and my tears. That song is my life and its words are my truth. So I don't even know where these men are coming from. It's very odd. I don't get it, but, um, Whatever. She got a number one song and it is what it is. Right. It almost seems like it's just people jumping on the bandwagon to hop on Lizzo's um, fame and fortune. (sighs) Whatever. I'm glad that she went to court back on their asses Mm -hmm. to handle that. Also about Lizzo, I got a bone to pick with the world. So Lizzo the other day, like two days ago, posted a video. And she's in her underwear. And I think the video was sexy. I'm going to say that. I I thought it was hot. I mean... (laughs) I mean, listen. Let me find out. I, I thought it was sexy. I mean, it wasn't explicit. I mean, it wasn't too much. That's a real ass right there. That was all, that was all real, real y'all ass so and thighs. To, y'all so used to these injected asses on, on stick figures. Y'all don't even know what an actual curvy, thick woman looks like. Like, stop calling people that are a size too thick. And I understand I, There's this is not body shaming skinny people, but this is the problem. And this is why I always say you have to watch the way you categorize things because if you keep categorizing certain people as thick and curvy and la da da yes you can have some curves when you're a size two sure but are you actually in the category of do you click curvy when you go shopping online do you click the curvy (laughs) section no because it usually starts at size 12 or 14 so that's what i mean by you have to stop categorizing people just lumping everybody into one because it messes up people's perception of what certain things are and that's exactly what i think happened here lizzo posted a video in her underwear and a t-shirt and it was like the bikini bottoms like regular bottoms avocado underwear at that yeah it was like kind of like childish underwear but cute whatever and it wasn't a thong it wasn't a g-string it wasn't a boy short it was an actual bikini cut so her whole ass was covered as much as it could be covered in a bikini bottom when you are actually (sighs) thick okay not thick but i'm a size two and i just got a piece of meat on me no 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 I'm not going to guess her size because that's rude, but she is definitely, she definitely clicks the curvy category when she goes on Fashion Nova, okay? She clicks on Fashion Nova curve. Come through Fashion Nova. I'm just saying, if we're going to, I have to, you know, relate to the people. Uh, there you go. And when you on Saks, you click on, you click on the plus. When you, when, you know, when you're on all these sites, I'm sure she clicks on the curvy or plus category, which right. is amazing because I do too. People lost their shit because she posted a video of herself making her ass clap and like sounding like a horn. The same shit that we see 
everybody that's a size two doing with the humongous ass, aka Black China. The fake ass. Hmm. Hmm. But if it's fake, I guess that that's acceptable. So this is my gripe with this. I understand that you may or may not like women, period, being showing their body parts on social media. Mm -hmm. I understand people may or may not like it. My whole thing is I don't give an F if you do or do not like it. That is the purpose of her personal media page. Yes, it's public. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have every ability to comment if you want to comment. But I really do feel like y'all, the ones that were commenting like, how dare you post this? This is disgusting. Don't you have more to offer as a black woman? Wow. We don't have a right to do. We don't have we don't have the privilege to post things like that. Show something more. Why are you always showing your ass? We have more to offer. This is so disgusting and so crass and class. I'm really shocked that a lot of people said that. I'm not because I notice these types of things when you're when you're not a size two, the world does not revolve around you. So I see the way people are treated who are in the curvy category. And when I saw it, it was like, yeah, y'all have an y'all have a right to your opinion. But my problem is y'all really think this in y'all real lives about every single woman on earth. Y'all really think there's like a deeper seated issue here. Y'all really think that one, you can control what women do and don't do. Mm. I don't like that shit at all. I don't care if I don't very rarely will I say that this girl shouldn't have posted this or whatever. It really has to be like a very serious situation. Like maybe if her kid was standing right there next to her <laughs> in the picture and she basically was twerking in a G string. Yeah. I've seen that. That I'll be like, mm, okay. I, I just don't think it was necessary. But am I judging you as a human being? Like as a person, I, I might be judging your mothership a little bit. Like you're twerking in a G-string online for the public with your kid standing next to you and you're not a stripper. But, yeah. for, but for the most part? For the most part, it's like I can't, I don't look at people in that way even in my everyday life because I know as a woman who is not the traditional standard of beauty how much that, in most women, 99% mm -hmm. of women are not the traditional standard of beauty, if that makes sense. So... I know how that affects little girls and women. Yeah. So I would never, I would never even, I don't even think like that. It doesn't even come across in my head and I damn sure wouldn't post it because I don't understand what that's doing. What is your purpose? Are you trying to say that she should only, I mean, maybe y'all haven't seen a Lizzo performance before, but she should only be walking around in a suit, like covered up a hundred percent and then talking about I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Did Ashley Graham get the same response when she posted something? Sometimes on? she does, but no one gets it worse than a curvy black woman. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna say, no do you one. think that this is worse? It, oh, it's, it's definitely it's a worse. Bigger for black situation women or because women of color, for sure, wow, for sure. And Ashley Graham has had her fair share mm -hmm. of haters for sure. I mean, she did a whole um, what is it called? All uh, I forgot what the name of it is, but she made a swimsuit line, and her all of her campaigns were, of course, in bikinis and one pieces. And people had a problem. Like, how dare you be? I was like, what? she's wearing a swimsuit. What do you want her to do? It's. It seems to be, if you're a woman of color, though, you're extra policed when it comes to your body. And don't let you be a woman of color with more than an A cup mm -hmm. and more than a size two or four. Then it's, you need to go cover your body. It just, I don't know if it's because of my personal experiences from the time I was little um, with 
not even, I was little, so I wasn't even trying to show off my body. I actually want to cover it up, but there are certain things that you cannot cover. And I could wear head to toe. I'm wearing a turtleneck and pants right now. Like I like to be fully covered because that just, um, that just makes me feel better. Yes, it could be tight or whatever, but I like to cover up just for me. And when it's one of those days where I don't want to cover up, then I don't, Mm -hmm. but that's my prerogative. But I do know that a lot of that wanting to cover up comes from when I was little and not just little when I was like in grade school and mm-hmm. middle school. And when you start to come into your body, you know, when you're 12 and 13, I developed really early and was basically a double D cup when I was 11 years old and 10, 10 or 11. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I was a C cup when I was 10 or 11 and then jumped to double D when I definitely by the time I got to high school. Jesus. And it's one of those things where people, no matter what I wore, we wore school uniforms. So it's like, no matter what you wear, you always feel like it's your fault that you look a certain way. So it's, you, it just, you internalize that mm-hmm. and you're always trying to please everyone. You're always trying to not offend your existence. You're trying not to, you're trying to make sure your existence doesn't offend. Yeah. I know that feeling and maybe that's that it was a trigger for me when I saw all these people saying those things when she literally is doing exactly what, 99% of other people in this business do. However, they're applauded and like, oh, you look so cute because it's acceptable mm-hmm. when it's only little and when it's a size two or when it's miniature people or when are, it's fake. People are just selfish. For me, it's I feel like it's the energy that people put in into different topics and conversations that have absolutely nothing to do with them. Not at all. At all. Like People have to understand that you need to follow your own blueprint and allow mm-hmm. other people to follow their own blueprint. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I saw a lot of, I'm not going to say, Oh, it was only women or only men. I saw both doing it, you know, and I, I get very triggered when I see men doing it. Um, don't ever speak on a woman's body. I I get, I don't even like you complimenting women. Like I just, I'm tired of men. Sorry. I can't, wait, what you mean? I I, I can't leave a compliment. I mean, do it. It's fine. But I mean, I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to. Wrong. I'm not trying to slide in DMs or nothing. I'm y'all just even be saying compliments wrong these days. So I don't know. But basically, what I'm saying is, when it comes to the body, especially when it's authentic, and this is what she was born with. How dare you tell her? How dare you post this? Mm-hmm. We don't want to see this. But if you never said that to Black China. Who she has every right to do the same thing, but if you if you don't say those things to women who are the more acceptable form of or more acceptable size of beauty and what's natural with with added parts, how dare you say this to someone who was born with it? This is also my gripe, and I've said this before on the show, like with um, women and men, but women especially who who do have plastic surgery. Child, how your plastic surgery? I right. I really could care less. Where my care comes from is when you start to judge women who don't have plastic surgery and you tell them, well, that's why you ugly. That's why you fat. That's why you this. That's why your your boobs too flat. That's why you ain't got. That's why you saggy. That's why. But you hate when people talk about you not having, mm-hmm. you know, like the fact that you have injected ass or a bazillion butt lift that you like to lie about or your fake boobs that you like to lie about or your veneers or every other part that's fake on you. You hate that. You hate to see it. Yeah. But as soon as you have a problem with another woman, the first thing you snap on her about is, is her something that she was born image. with in her image. image. And so it just triggered me as soon as we posted up, we reposted what Lizzo, what Lizzo posted on our Instagram, the freaking comments 
it took everything in me not to go in. And then one time I did just go in on somebody because I was like, if you didn't post this. Oh, uh, yeah. I noticed a comment. You over here like equating her <gasps> self-worth to what she just posted. If you didn't do all this on every pop star, white, black, Hispanic, Nigerian, everyone. Bollywood, everybody. If you never posted that same exact judgment on their stuff. Why are you here? Why are you why are you holding black women to a totally different standard? Yeah. I just I'm just here for for fairness. If you hate it all, hate it all, but don't hate it on certain people and love it on others and judge those people. I don't like that shit. Well, I'm a fan of Lizzo and I am in support of you putting up those um ass videos <laughs> and making that <laughs> noise. And she's just having fun. Like she, she, we she wears her ass is out of most. Literally, her ass was she out wears on the literal show with the ass cut out. Basically, like I mean, what do y'all want from her? You know. And I would say, Lizzo don't care. Like she chilling. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like as a human being, there's no way. Yes, you can have all the thickest skin in the world. At some point, though, mm -hmm. yes, sometimes it does penetrate. And so that's what kind of worries me about the constant negativity of body shaming when it comes to her. Um, there's a lot of body praise. I, I appreciate that, even though that can kind of, like I said, compliments can kind of be shady, too. When you're like, oh, my God, you're so confident. Why that shouldn't she be confident? That is shady as hell. Yeah, and it happens a lot it happens a lot to me so i know it happens a lot to her so that's what i mean oh just just stop commenting on people because your compliments are shady too i mean for me um being a male and you know i cheered at southern so i actually was part of yeah. chilling squad like even in high school and i've noticed that in a number of situations the attire that they would want mm -hmm. for the black cheerleaders mm -hmm. was totally different because uh -oh. I mean, because, because, because they in some didn't cases, want their ass out. They didn't want. It was they were too built much. differently. The ass was was, much. was much bigger, so they had to like get longer shorts rather than the actual cheer shorts at the. So you're basically policing her authentic body, and that I don't like that. I don't like it. Oh well, if her ass is out and it's too much, and y'all just need to deal. Get okay, in. get it in because y'all out here buying it. <laughs> y'all buying it instead. It's too much on her, but it's you want to buy it. Okay, let's move on because we're so behind. I can't. I just had to get that off my chest. And we 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 we, we love Lizzo over here. We need Lizzo on the and podcast. Just, you know, body when it comes to body positivity and body image, I just get very triggered, and I've been holding my tongue for fifteen years now. Mm -hmm. Y'all about to get this work every single time from this point with on. With this ruby red lipstick that you got it on, it ain't ruby red. It's dark. It's like black almost. I mean, it is dark, but oh my god! I'm, I'm, excuse me if I don't know um any colors of lipstick and stuff <laughs> it's colored rain something i'll give y'all the y'all won't even know i might do a selfie we have a selfie uh samsung gave us a selfie oh neat. stand yeah all right so uh the ring light sorry shout out to samsung so let's talk about did you watch dolomite yet listen did you watch it i watched it last night it was so good loved it so they invited us to i'm gonna get your take in a minute but they they invited YBF to uh, and they meaning Netflix sorry invited us to the advanced screening like two three weeks ago um, here in New York at this fabulous like basically they rented out an old movie theater oh wow and turned it into Netflix Dolomite and it was so fun 
the after party was bomb at Chinese Tuxedo, where I had my birthday party actually two years ago. And I mean, it was just. She got money. <laughs> no. It was so <laughs> fun. Like the movie, I was a little. I'm never like a big black exploitation watcher, mm-hmm. even though, I mean, we've all, if you grew up in a black household, you've seen one or two. But I've never been one to go seek it out as an adult or even when I was, you know just you know growing up or whatever i never sought it out it was really before my time when it was just always out there Mm -hmm. but i mean it was definitely also still people were watching it when i was growing up in the 80s too so i never was that girl like let me go look for dolomite and go find it and go so you never saw dolomite i saw it when i was really young because people in my family have five sisters mother father like everybody somebody was watching something Mm -hmm. Um, even though we didn't have cable back then. So it was like, if it came on network TV, then it came on, or you rented it from Blockbuster. I was said, Dolomite, I think at that time, you only could probably get it on yeah. VHS or something. Yeah, we like would have it at Blockbuster or something yeah. like that, or record it if it happened to come on TV. Good old like Blockbuster. Like record it on VCR and watch it later, or do the bootleg. Mm. So I've seen it when I was really little. I don't recall any of it. So watching this movie was twofold. It was one, just like, wow, y'all was... Y'all was really like going, buying tickets to go see this? $10 million. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, But then again, everything ain't for everybody. It reminded me of the Tyler Perry effect. Okay. Like everybody cannot get down with Tyler Perry, but he's still making hand over fist money because he does have, he appeals to a certain audience. Yeah. Same thing with Dolomite. He appealed to a certain audience. And then the second part was the business aspect. It reminded me so much of Master P. It was not even funny. It was a building just, just... This man would not let anyone stop nope. him. See, I remember Dolomite. I'm going to give you my backstory of how I've seen Dolomite. Mm-hmm. So on a chilling squad in college at Southern University, mm-hmm. whenever we would take our first trip, our first away game, our chilling coach would play Dolomite oh every gosh. single year. And that was my first time seeing it my sophomore year in college. And I fell in love with Dolomite. It's a great movie. But you definitely have to see the original movie for me. Um, even if you said before or after, but the mm-hmm. fact that Eddie Murphy kind of dug into the personal side because I didn't know the personal side of what yeah. went on of how he got to this movie. Yeah. I just thought it was just a shitty shot movie. Right. And the movie well, is, it, was. <laughs> it really, really is, but it was a movie that he really released yeah. and made money off yeah, of. independently. Well, independently meaning he had investors that were shady and that he had to keep convincing to give him money um, and then would immediately pay them back. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing he did, he would give them a check for 30000 because yeah. that's what they invested in. And they were shocked every single time. Yeah. The one time where he didn't pay it back immediately was his last, the, the, the main movie that we just saw. And well, the main, the finale of the main of this movie that's out now. So it was like, I guess his first big movie. Probably so. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was the first time he couldn't pay it back immediately because it was so it took way more money than he thought. They had a lot of setbacks. It's a whole lot. People were being shady when it came to where they couldn't, couldn't shoot. They didn't have money for electricity. So they had to hijack. They basically had to steal hilarious. up some electricity from other places. And then like, People were really working off of zero money, just off the hope of this will turn into something. And I know I'll get paid, whether it's monetarily or just off of fulfilling a passion for somebody else. I'll get paid later. Mm-hmm. Love it. And all Love these people it. really helped him. They went to who who's um from Kim Pill, um, um, Michael Keegan's character. Where was he at where he found him? 
he was the guy that was basically he was the one that knew how to do i think the he was film. on broadway it or was like a, he in the movie like a play or something? Or something. <laughs> Basically, he was the guy that Michael Keegan plays a man that knew the industry because he had worked in the industry. And he kind of had a only, name as well. Yeah, and, and he, he knew was some black, people. and so it was uh-huh. kind of a big deal that a black man knew the real side of the industry, and he was working in it. Yeah. So when Eddie Murphy's character Dolomite went into went to a play or something that he saw of him, he was like, he needs to work for me. So the fact that he could get this man who had a real job with real checks Mm -hmm. to come work with him with nana nana piece of money to do it was amazing to me and then he got other people he got like people from the film school like up and coming white boys that didn't know and wesley snipes that's how wesley snipes um, was added to he was a real actor listen all throughout the movie all i could think about was wesley snipes character from (laughs) two Fu. I'm sorry. That's all I can think about every time. Was he supposed to be on drugs in this movie? Because they kept, they were so shady with that. They had him sniffing and like, and and shaking and oh my God. So they made, he's an actor in Hollywood, his Mm -hmm. character. And so they're like, we need a real actor. Somebody who really knows what they're doing. But they made him a director. And his biggest role was a elevator operator. Right, but you couldn't tell him nothing because he was black and in the movie, honey. Um, And so just just how Dolomite had to manage people, I can totally relate to that. Um, Trying to barter, trying to get people to buy into your vision, not your audience. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about mainstream and mainstream, not mainstream Hollywood. Meaning you're trying to get up in. Um, 3,000 theaters versus only 1,000. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the mainstream meaning people who can give you money, investors, just like everybody else gets. Yep. It's almost impossible for you to get that investment money. And also just the respect, just the fact that you exist. They don't even like to acknowledge him even being there. No. Um. So that last scene like had me in tears when they pulled up into the movie. It was great. Theater. He didn't think and anybody was going to go. They're all the nervous. Premiere. Everyone was nervous. <sighs> It's a good movie. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Um, I'm happy it happened. It, it yeah. needed to happen. Yeah. I don't think. I, I think our, our generation would have gotten lost with who Dolomite was and the story behind. I had it. no idea about this that particular story. It really made me be like, damn. One, we're not anybody who's a business owner now, black business owner, mm-hmm. and you feel like you just can't keep going. Like you ain't never gonna win because the system is rigged against you. One, yeah. yes, it is rigged against you. And two, Dolomite shows you so what? Yeah. Like still work within it. I remember that one scene, a guy, the, the one of the producers says something about, do you think you're going to sell out with these five blocks that you have? Yeah. And he said, what are these same five blocks? They're in every other state and every other city. So yep. I'm, uh, I love make it that. Happen. I yeah. love that. There's an MLK on every street in every city. Yeah. And I mean, it was just so real. Like you don't have to appeal to every single person on earth to be successful mm-hmm. or to be, he probably appealed to way more than people like than some of these Oscar winner, you know, performances. Yeah. Sometimes it's just about you putting the value on your audience and whether or not other people see that value is not your problem. It's not your thing. All you have to do. And it's, it's a hard, it's a tricky battle. Cause you still got to convince people of shit so you can get their money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, you can't let it affect you to the point where you stop. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. It's, it's, it's always a saying that that people tell me, like, you can't ever just stop because yeah. your dream may be also connected to someone else's dream. Mm-hmm. And you just got to keep pushing. Got to keep going. It, like, had me in tears. And the, the, um, the actress that was basically 
um, Eddie Murphy's opposite. Queen B. Yes. Love oh my her. God. She is hilarious. And just amazing job. I think there's going to be definitely some nominations in their future from Eddie to her to, um, I'm going to pull up her name because I hate not having people. She, people's she names. is so right on with Queen B. If you ever see, once you get a chance to see the original Dolomite, like Queen B. Yeah, she was a bad mother in that movie. And I love that um, how he found her was she was just fighting with her man, you know, off to the side at the comedy club he was about to perform at. And he noticed it. And so this is what I always say about the power of an advocate. When they see something, especially Mm -hmm. if you're a man, which he was a black man, so he doesn't even, he probably didn't even realize, Rudy Ray probably didn't even realize the type of, privilege he had at that time because he probably was like damn i'm over here trying to s- scrap for just the just the basic respect myself but you're still a man yeah so the fact that he could just see her and saw like how the potential of how funny she could be just because she was fighting with her husband mm-hmm. and she didn't think she was beautiful she flat out said well i'm not beautiful what you want to talk to me for she's like i'm not beautiful i'm not a girl so yeah and it, was, it like kind of broke my heart and he was like you know what I think so, and I think that you need to open for me. That's how, crazy enough, a lot of women back then did get put on when they were female comedians and stuff like that. That's how they did get put on, being being able to open for men. And now, look at her. Like, she became his opposite and was killing it behind the scenes as well. And, I mean, I just loved it all. Um, Her name is Davine Joy Randolph. She's actually also the same person that's in my favorite gif that I send. All the time. (laughs) She's the same person where she's like, oh, okay. And she puts the phone down and just turns her head and sits back. Yeah. Um, So congrats to them. That This is definitely a great role for Eddie. He is, I think he said recently that him returning to stand-up kind of inspired him to take on this role. I'm excited about seeing him. I know. He's going to do SNL at the end of the year. I cannot wait. That's really good. It'll be his first time returning, which I had no idea. It's his first time returning to SNL. And I think they, and I think recently just spoke about what characters he's going to bring back to SNL. Which ones? Um, I don't remember. Hopefully, it's going to be. Um, I think it's only a few characters he plans to bring back. Oh, okay. So we'll see how that goes. Um. So yes, congrats to the whole. Like they had all the black people up in there. Titus Burgess had me on the floor. Was it me or was Titus' hair growing every single scene? I feel like he started off with this fade and then he got a little mini bush and it was a bush and it was a um, little Richard kind of I curl can't. situation that he had. And I love the fact that they allowed him to play gay, like like to, to yeah. be a gay character in the yeah. movie. And Titus it wasn't frowned down upon or anything. Did you watch um, um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes, hell oh, yes. Okay. Hell I love Titus yes. so much. Oh, um, so everybody did amazing. Like every, I didn't know that. I mean, I know Wesley can be funny, but this was fun tea. Mike Epps did a great Mike job. Mike Epps killed it. Um, I mean, of course, Eddie killed it. Lunell. Um, Lin- <laughs> she was his um, auntie, aunt. His yeah. auntie, yeah. And he actually, she had to invest in him too. And I don't know where she got her money. They talked about that. From a lawsuit. Oh, that's I think right. from an accident that's or something. Right. <laughs> and she was like, well, it's my money. He and was I, like, you got it from a lawsuit. All like, I got is $250. That's all I need. <laughs> and she gave it to him all. And look what yeah. happened. Um, everybody, like all the big wig comedians were in it. Um, and it just was like good. It was really I thought good. Leslie, did I miss Leslie Jones in it? I don't know why I thought she Leslie was going to. Leslie Jones? I thought she was going to be in it. 
No. I don't know why I thought she was in that movie. I definitely didn't see her up in there unless I just missed it too. Oh, girl. Um, but speaking of comedians, um, Dave Chappelle was awarded the Mark Twain Award of Humor or Humor Award um, over the weekend, which is basically the most prestigious award that a comedian can get. Nice. Um, and so congrats to him. Well Come deserved. Black well deserved. Well deserved. And Eddie Murphy was there, and um, Tiffany Michael was there. Keegan, Tiffany Haddish, Chris Rock, Chris, um, all the Chris-ish. Um, a lot of people were there, and it just seemed like such a fun situation. They did a pop-up comedy show mm-hmm. at um, a comedy club in D.C. the night before, and apparently it was being taped. That's what I'm hearing. So we probably will get, you know Dave Chappelle got 25 umpteen Netflix specials, so maybe this will be one of an, another one. It would be great if, if it was at least like maybe a few of these comedians on there. Great. Well, it looks like all of them, not all, but, you know, it looks like multiple of them got up and did stuff. Okay. Um, not just Dave, but, yeah. Oh, um, we posted a video on Instagram of them afterwards. Cypher Sounds was, I don't even know why, but Cypher Sounds was there and, like, took video, and Tiffany was cutting up. <laughs> so there's that. Um, okay. I don't even... I feel like this is going to annoy me again. What's about to annoy you? What is it? Who is it? The Basketball Lodge drama. <sighs> I know. I just finally watched. I put it off because they were irritating me in the first installment of that reunion. I just watched the next half this yesterday. What do you think? Come on, give me your views. Give me. Come on, let me know what you think. Once again, I was triggered. Because you know Once I like. Because you know I love me some basketball wives. I I I'm a fan of Shawnee. So Shawnee has disappointed me this season. Has she? I'm sorry. And it's it, this has totally triggered me. And I could just be triggered. So maybe it's just maybe it's me. Maybe everybody else sees this in a totally different way. But even watching that reunion and seeing the audience's reaction to what OG was saying and them basically dismissing everything she said pissed me off. And everybody that kept showing was either a light-skinned woman or a white woman dismissing what she was saying. And it just it irked me because to be honest. What OG is saying, I don't think she's wrong. Do I think the way she's delivering it is a little over the top and, mm-hmm. and, and, and abrasive? Yeah, for sure. And that's what's making people not want to listen to her. But do I think she's wrong? No, she's exactly right. There is a double standard. We can see it plain and clear. And it was frustrating to watch because it was happening in real time. So, so do you think that's what it, do you think it ultimately came down to? Here's the thing with colorism. And this is what, I knew you were going to ask me this question. And that's what I was thinking about last night. Do I think that Evelyn, Shawnee, all of them woke up one morning and said, let's hate OG because she's dark skinned? No. And that's actually not how colorism works. Okay. Colorism, like all isms, are almost always indirect and covert, not necessarily overt. So what that means is there's usually, an inher- especially in 2019 where everybody's at least semi-woke, so you're not going to... You're not going to say and do stuff that's obviously colorist Mm -hmm. or obviously racist. There are things that are inherently like an inherent bias, though, that shows itself. And that's usually when colorism happens is that inherent bias. So what I noticed is I don't think that Evelyn just wakes up saying I hate all people that are dark. I don't think that's the case. Do I think that there's an inherent bias that she might not even realize she has? Most people don't like it's a kind of a subconscious thing. 
Whereas if someone that is dark skinned looks a certain way Mm -hmm. or even not just dark skinned, but from a different country or, you know, owns up to being like being very like OG is very clear about I'm Nigerian. I'm this, I'm that. And her features are her beautiful features are what they are. They're not it's not necessarily it's not necessarily like a typical um, African-American woman walking into a room, OG makes it very known, I'm Nigerian, I'm this, I love every part of my body, I love every part of my face, all of my features. And so it is slightly different than a girl that's just African-American walking into a room. You don't, Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, you, but, but, but for me, that just comes off as abrasive. Like, for her to say that? Or just, I mean, even just, just her energy at times, just and watching it, that. it was strong. And... For me, I don't. But, but a lot I, of them have strong personalities like that. I think a lot of them do, but I believe that for me, OG was a lot at times, and but a lot it, of them are. A lot of more. A lot of them are, but I don't. I don't know if I want to say this on a podcast. Go ahead, and say it. So, so, so for me, this situation with OG and Shawnee kind of reminds me of two women that we know on a show. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Okay, on a network show. Uh-huh. HBO that are oh yes kind of yes. so yes. I so I think with that particular situation or with both situations it comes down to um, a branding situation I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like Shawnee may have stepped back and said we may have to take her off because just her image is not correct or right or maybe just but a little too abrasive kind of problem with that is it was it was cut and dry that you all are saying that to OG and I understand why you would say that but if you're going to say that to her how are you not saying it to Evelyn who they just showed in that same episode beating trying to beat up th- on three different occasions three times three people and this is and also connecting on that like literally throwing a drink at someone throwing it on them hopping on tables twice to hopping on tables twice to get to someone, cursing them out, standing over them, chasing someone down with a stick in your hand. See, but I think Evelyn's one of those girls that we all know she ain't about to. How do we not? She she literally has put hands on people on this show before. Yeah. OG never did. So I didn't understand why if you're going to say that OG comes off abrasive, but she's never done anything to anyone how can you not say that to Evelyn when they're sitting there showing at the reunion the three different occasions just this season, mm-hmm. this season alone, that Evelyn was actually abrasive, was aggressive. Not only that, Malaysia picking up a table that was a and big, throwing that it was at a big situation. Head. That was. I mean, oh, she, she didn't do any of that. I mean, and, and I also believe that some of the things that she did throughout this season kind of affected her moving forward as well. Cool. Um, OG. Um, I, Shawnee is really big on family, huge on family. So when oh, she was, she was wrong for what she said. She was pissed off. For sure. Like Shawnee was really pissed off. And that was strike. I think that was a big strike for Shawnee. Oh, for sure. And then also with this chat situation with, with. Nope. That was all Evelyn's fault. And this is why I would never. No, no, I'm, I'm not blaming. I'm not saying it's OG's fault. I just feel like the way that she went about it. The way who went about it? Just, I mean, you came with the text messages. No, and, and Evelyn came with the text messages first. OG Evelyn came reached with out it too. to Chad. So what? Evelyn reached out to Chad first. But didn't. Because but, she but, didn't believe her. But OG said something first. 
if I'm not mistaken. She did. OG. She she said it and she said it in passing. She did not even in passing. She said it as a as a dig. Yeah, but Evelyn's done that in the past too. Yeah, and, and if someone went and got receipts on it, they wouldn't be at fault for getting those receipts. So everyone okay. went to get went to go get receipts. But I mean, think about it. And she got receipts to to prove her receipts wrong. And Evelyn looked stupid. And by the way, OG, you said that she showed a bunch of text messages, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go back and delete text messages on on or messages on Instagram and still save them. So she had the actual text messages. And but the thing about it is, I don't even think she was she wasn't she wasn't saying that she didn't try to talk back to chat at the time. She was saying, no, Chad actually came at me first. Chad deleted the DMs that he was giving to Evelyn as receipts. Chad did that. But isn't it kind of shady as a woman to even allow it to happen in a DM? Like, I don't if, think that she knew. I don't want to. I don't want to say what she did. Everyone no. knew that that, that Chad and and um, Evelyn were together. You know, I don't know because it was before they got. It was before they got engaged, but also while they were engaged. Um, so she might not have known before they got engaged because she wasn't. She was an athlete. She might not have been paying attention to pop culture. I don't know. But when they got engaged, I'm pretty sure she knew then. Um, either way, I mean, I mean, I, I highly doubt OG's one and only chick that he reached out to while he was messing with Evelyn. So I think that regardless of if she's wrong for talking to a man, whatever, that is engaged or with someone, Evelyn, you did that because you could not understand or fathom that your man could want somebody like OG. That's why you did what you did. Oh, no. That's exactly why wow. she did that. Um, and that's what I mean by that inherent bias. I don't like it. It came off very catty and very, both of them were catty. Mm-hmm. But the the reason for, because y'all were fighting over something totally different. I don't even think that the chat thing need to happen. But the looks started to be talked about. And that's why OG said, well, your man liked it. <laughs> but like I say, They're certain so girls shady. with certain enhancements love coming after women without them. They love doing that and they can't handle it when a girl pops back on them about that. But correct me if I'm wrong and and, and I'll go on record of, of asking this, but isn't that something within like the Dominican and Puerto Rican culture when it comes, they have that bias of I don't know. lighter skin and dark eye. I think every culture has a, has a colorism issue. Every single one. Asians, Blacks, everybody. There's colorism. Indian people, um, and when I say Indian, I'm not. I'm talking about actually from India. Um, there, colorism is an is a global issue. No mm-hmm. matter what your culture is, there's always an issue of the lighter versus the darker um, in your culture. Um, and Indian people, um, some some people. I don't even want to talk about that, but I'm, I'm trying to determine or, or talk about the differences between the Asian and Indian communities as well. Sometimes it overlaps uh-huh. um, just due to, yeah, just People. due to certain things um, and geography and things like that. But there's a really big issue there when it comes to colorism and those that overlapping culture situation. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's just Latinos. I don't think it's just black people. I don't think it's, I think it's global. Since we're talking about basketball wise, I have a quick question. Have you noticed that Susan, Susie and Roy's name has not left off of the credits for. It hasn't. If you go to I'm like, if you credits. go and watch um, basketball wives and you want to pull it up on demand, Susie name is still there. It's like Where original cast. I wonder if they have some type of contract or something with with. with I don't know. Royce, um, Royce has a new man. Did you see him? I did. He's I did. Fine. And he a doctor. I said, you better get it, Royce. Is she still on a cease and desist? Is, is she allowed to mention? <laughs> to talk about Dwight. 
who now is like trying to get married or whatever with like a 20 year old this whole image of Dwight um but yeah so as for as for basketball wives I do think there's a colorism issue but not flat not blatant I think it's more of an inherent situation I do think that OG gets treated differently because of not just how she looks but because of who she is um she's a strong presence yeah and I think that sometimes when you do have a darker complexion and do have certain features you automatically are said that you have a stronger presence even if you've never opened your mouth people tend to feel like oh she just feels very abrasive just by by how you look what if she changed her wigs you think you don't you don't stop I mean, about these wigs. And I thought the whole toe thing was very I mean, it was kind of funny, but then it was also really petty and disgusting. I mean, way. I mean Evelyn said something about Jack not Jackie, about um Tammy just a few That weeks was ago. that was gross Earlier. too. Yeah. Now, again, I don't like women with enhancements talking about women who don't have them. Because y'all don't like to be talked about yourself. So you over here calling Tammy skinny and calling Tammy all the body shaming Tammy when you have every almost every body part on you is fake. Now, if Tammy would have come back and said that to you, you would have been trying to fight her. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. That's that. This is the issue that I'm talking about. But you can, heaven forbid somebody defends themselves to Evelyn. But it's usually people that don't have anything to come back with that go straight for your body image or, or something. Or people that like have kids. their own body image issues. And that's the one thing you keep seeing in other people. And that's not her fault. Like, why do you keep doing that? And do I think Evelyn's just a horrible, ridiculous person? No. I mean, I've heard things, but no, I don't think that. But do I think that there is an inherent bias, not just from Evelyn, but mm-hmm. from catty people in general and from people in general? Yeah, I do. There was no reason why OG need to be in a separate damn room. It wasn't. That now that was gross. Now that was bullshit. That was trash. That was that gross. Was, I wasn't here for that it. That was disrespectful. It was, it was very disrespectful. It, 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 I mean, if you think about it, like you as a black woman or a black woman on a panel are getting on national television and saying that you do not feel comfortable with another mm-hmm. black woman on the same set. Who never, ever tried to fight you. Put her into a room like... Just because she's threatened, because she threatened you because you all were threatening her. Y'all don't like when people do it better than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, they constantly came for OG, but the moment OG pops back, but pops back harder, now she's a threat to my life. You sound like a white woman. I think that's why Tammy is not on the show as much anymore because Tammy, oh, yeah, Tammy was the done. one person that... Would sit on the show and someone can say something to her and she would hold her own up. Yep. Completely. And she's so. done with it because she kept being made out to be the bad guy. Yeah. And I'm glad she she need to be done with it. I think she's definitely beyond it and done and she needs to move on. And she has and she's successful and I love it. Um, but I was I was disappointed in Shawnee not checking her best friend Evelyn, mm-hmm. especially when she chased down Cece, who ain't did nothing to nobody other than be messy, like all y'all are on this show. All of them. <laughs> and so I didn't understand why we need to bring it to an aggressive, violent place. And you said nothing. But you, the moment that OG opens her mouth, she's abrasive and scary and you're scared for your life. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it. And they do the same thing with Jen. And Jen ain't never even raised a hand to none of them. Jen will not raise a hand to any of them. <laughs> and it's just, to me, yeah, there is. And yes, um, the other, the one from New Orleans, what's her name? Um, Kristen. Kristen. Yes, she's brown skin. I understand. Malaysia is sometimes yeah. brown skin like not get, sometimes brown skin <laughs> and i get that it's like it, but again this is what colorism is like i said it's not blatant it's not obvious it's not 
overt. It's not like a blanket situation. Mm -hmm. There are going to be some times where some brown people are not going to be discriminated against. I mean, and it might be because then it's a socioeconomic situation. They feel like Kristen is more in their socioeconomic class. So she has escaped the colorism situation. You know what I mean? So there's other variables there. Has there been anyone else on a show of a darker tone besides Royce? Yeah, Royce, all the people they kicked off. Yeah. Wow. And this is what the this is what the argument was when this first started happening. OG people were like, "Y'all always get rid of the dark skinned people." Wow. Mika, you remember Mika Claxton? She was on there. I don't remember Mika. Mika was married to um, a basketball player. I can't remember his name. I mean, old girl was on there also, but she got um, she was light skinned. Who? Um, the DJ from Houston. Oh yeah. Oh, and also but, uh, again, it was a socioeconomic thing because they didn't. They never thought she was on their level. No. They always look down on her. So that's what I mean. Like, and same thing with racism. Just because you're, you have a black friend who probably is just as rich as you mm-hmm. and does not mean that you're not a racist. Yeah. Because if you treat other black people like shit, like, you know, like it's, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And I think that they, for some reason, women of color, like y'all should know when people call you or say there's a colorism issue. It's something serious. You know, you know that it's more than just, I don't hate all brown people. Mm-hmm. You would never say that when a white person says I'm not racist because I have a black friend, you look at them sideways. So it's the same exact thing, you know. Um, also, um, also, um, oh, Shawnee did a, a follow up interview. Um, one, and- I don't think Mark Lamont should have been the one that was having <laughs> that interview. I'm I, Mark. I love you. I, look, bro, I respect you. I think you're great. But yeah, Is I don't think frat brother. I don't think Mark should Ooh. be on. I don't think Mark should be hosting the basketball wives I've reunion. I've understood why he did. But hey, I mean, a check is a check. If that's all you here for, cool. I don't like that Mark went on Twitter talking about, because people were coming for him for telling um, OG about staying in the room and la da 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 and like, please don't leave, but just go in the other room. It seemed like he was trying to convince her to just deal with it. And he was like, that's not what happened. You all didn't see everything. I agreed with OG. I'm like, but you never told her that. Right. You never said that. You never stuck up for her. I wonder if it was something the producers told him to do. I'm sure. I'm a, he don't even know who OG is. Of I'm, course, that's what they told him That was him to my do. first question. Does he even watch basketball wise? Probably not. Um, you know, a check is a check when it comes to moderators a lot of times. Um, but yeah, so I was a little disappointed with Shawnee not keeping it 100% real across the board Mm -hmm. which she actually usually does but this time it felt very biased and clickish um which also happens a lot um i guess she ain't in a circle whatever phoebe girl little slim phoebe i like i like phoebe i didn't like the body shaming thing like saying she's on crack and that's why she's skinny Mm -hmm. i don't i don't i've never i will never but it was jackie that said that and you know jackie is just petty for no reason i know no reason Um, at all um but phoebe still was weird um i don't know i don't know i want this is actually the first season i've watched basketball wives after a couple seasons because they just get too ridiculously petty it's like y'all don't have nothing else to do and there's nothing i haven't seen anything po- what was positive, positive this season well, it was supposed to be jen's um cancer event you know representing for her mother that and just passed away but that turned into shit when jackie country ass getting there cussing people out baby baby come out here <laughs> come you want to fight come but the worst part was when she counted down from what 20 and i'm thinking she's gonna walk into the party but she walks away from the party when she gets to zero jack you the whole for this. season was just petty as hell and i was like why did i do this why did i do this to myself it's over and done now though that's why i like married to medicine okay i haven't watched last night's episode but um 
they've gotten more petty than usual too. Heavenly is petty yeah. as hell. They've definitely gotten way more petty. Yeah. And I don't, again, I don't know why. We had Mariah on the podcast a few weeks ago and she's absolutely lovely. I think they are treating her. That episode when they were in, um, where were they, Savannah or Charlotte? Uh, Savannah. Savannah. Uh, is it Savannah? It was. They were in Savannah in Georgia. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it was somewhere else. But she just looked broken. Like, she was crying. She was, she, I had never seen her cry that hard. I've never seen her cry before When she either. went back to her room. Never seen her cry before. They are either. doing something to her. That, she done lost weight. She looks amazing. But I'm like, I think that she's just stressed. I mean, for me, people are going to say so much about you. Yeah. People are going to say a million things about you. I feel like if Mariah just let the topic go, mm-hmm. it's just going to disappear. We believe you. I kind of thought that, but I don't know. She She's the one that brought it back up. Yeah, but also I, I think for the show it seems like that for us, but maybe in her real life it was still stirring because she has small kids and they were in school and being bullied over this. I mean, uh, first of all, accusing someone of doing drugs is illegal. Like that's a defamation that qualifies as defamation, especially if it hurts their business or hurts their you know way of working. So or if that's whatever. the case, why is Mariah? try to now i asked her that on the podcast she said that she that's when she said i don't want to put more light on it you know i know i know that's what she said i don't want to extend it even more than needs to be extended because last night's episode oh it happened again she talked about it again she talked about it at dinner during during um ramadan i believe oh and it was a lot of aiden's family i believe Oh, over there so who she just got cool with again she started so. the conversation about that so Ooh. yeah i don't know um married to medicine's interesting when jocelyn showed up i said oh we've taken a turn a hot ass mess how did she get on that show no clue um well she does have a new show coming out also um let's talk about the okay so i wanted to introduce a new segment and we're just going to throw it in there now. Actually, no. We're going to throw it in after we get through Hot Topics. Okay. We have two, um, several new segments I'm introducing, but we're going to kick off one of those today. Yeah. Um, okay. So, T.I. and Tiny had a conversation recently on his Expeditiously podcast, and it was very T.I. and Tiny. I don't understand half of what was said. There's no subtitles. I, I don't know. That Atlanta accent. But from what <laughs> I gathered, um, T.I. How do I even say this? To me, it sparked another debate about struggle love. And T.I. basically, you know, was like, well, why do you, um, why are you with me? Or why do you love me? And what what are we doing as a, because, you know, they basically got divorced and now they're back together. Right. Um, I don't know if they ever really went through. The I don't di- I don't think they actually they went definitely through filed papers because there'll be a waste of money. Well, that's what Nene and um, Greg did. But they definitely filed papers, I believe, mm-hmm. um, or at least separation. And then T- Tiny brought up, well, you know, the way I was raised and la da 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 da. And she's talking about the rumors of how T.I. treats her and what she's going through as a wife and why they got back together, them breaking up, la-da-da. So she says, well, when I was growing up, because, you know, she started to escape as a teenager, basically. Yeah, they were really young. Um, It was Candy Burris's mother, Mama Joyce, who told me that I need to marry for security and not for love. 
said, oh, I mean, I 100% agree. Agree. However, of course, T.I. wasn't trying to have it, but I I agree. And I think that people misunderstand. I don't think it should be not for love. Mm -hmm. I think it needs to be an addition to. Agreed. And I think a lot of people were turned off by the whole, so you basically a gold digger if you don't love him. Yeah, I mean, that does technically make you a gold digger if there's zero love at all. But she um, actually loves him. Right? right, she does. And also, even if you did, men marry for the most superficial reasons on earth and nobody judges them, so whatever. Um, I do think that this needs to be taught more to girls and women. It's something, if I have a daughter, I am most definitely teaching to her that, the ability to have security. And that does mm -hmm. not mean that a man solely takes care of you. It means that if something happened to you mm -hmm. where you couldn't take care of yourself, could he handle that? Um, and could he be a husband? Because we all know I'm always going to teach my children. I mean, be able to take care of yourself. Like that's part of being an adult and a human being. Will you also tell your son to, um, to do what? To make sure that you, in addition to love, that you also marry for security as well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that you should, you need to marry for what makes you secure. Now, if that's the money aspect, cool. If that's the, um, you know, emotional security aspect, mm -hmm. cool. There has to be a benefit to you in order to get married. For women, especially even just 20 years ago, but definitely 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, yeah monetary benefit was the main benefit because one women weren't allowed to work back then. So what other reason would there, I mean, that is why you would need to get married. Yeah. Um, and two, even to this day, while of course women are allowed to work, quote unquote, allowed, whatever. <laughs> Not a quote unquote. I mean, isn't that sad that we have to like say, well, now we're allowed to work like in 2019, but that's real because we were not allowed at one point. Um, but now that women do work, we're still not getting paid the same amount of money that men are getting paid for the same jobs. And it's still harder for us to advance in our jobs for doing the same job. So there still is a, a, an unequal playing field. Mm -hmm. So I still think that a monetary benefit is still helpful for a woman. Um, now, whether or not you're marrying another woman or a man, I still think it's, I still think it's helpful mm -hmm. to make sure that you marry someone that if you cannot, for whatever reason, you lose your job, you can't work or you need to take off because you're having kids or whatever, can he hold it down or she hold it down for you? Yeah. And that's, it, it is what it is, you know, like, and I hate when people keep pushing, especially black women into these relationships that they benefit nothing from. And not just not benefit from, but have to put up with the cheating, the lying, the putting their health at risk. Because when you out here screwing everybody and their grandma, and we all know that you're not wearing a condom every time because there's so many side babies, you're putting my Jesus. health at risk. What am I? I'm doing all this risk and getting what if you have no security financially or emotionally or anything? You have you've given me no security. So what, mm -hmm. why are we married? It's, a, it's almost like my granny say, she says this <laughs> to all of the young females in my family. Don't be a dick to be your daddy. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. don't and do I'm not it. saying don't love. I don't believe in being in a loveless marriage either. Like, why? It's a waste of time. Like, who? Go make your own. If that's the case, then just go, just go make your own money. Just focus on yourself 100%. But if you actually want love, too, please do not get it twisted and put love above 
so far above everything else that you need that you now put yourself at a disadvantage in life. Mm-hmm. Like Tina Turner said, was love got to do with it? Right. You know, like I think love is a basis and love you need it, but that ain't all you need. It's hard out here. You need security. You need you need somebody that's not going to hinder you in life. Yeah. You know? It's nothing worse than, than getting in a relationship with someone and having to carry their bags. Yep. And yours and too. Yours too. And, and a lot of women these days are doing that just to say they have I a mean, man. A lot, I mean, a lot of men are doing it as well. Nobody told them. You're the one that proposed. Nobody, nobody asked you to propose. I didn't propose. I'm, I'm saying oh. I'm saying that. <laughs> I mean, unless a woman proposed to you, which very rarely happens, I guess it happens, but I'm, I'm talking about the overall gist of how this usually works. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't have to propose. Nobody held a gun to your head. He proposed, took that Jordan off before he got down on that one knee. Anyway, people were coming for Tiny hard because, and also remember, when Tiny first met T.I., she was the breadwinner. So She was. There's that too so i don't really know what she's talking about because it's like girl you did not marry him for security unless you saw potential i don't believe in marrying for potential either really if you're 16 sure i I mean at 30 in your mid i mean but there's different i mean when when i think of potential of marrying like i i would marry someone that i potentially see at this age at this big age yeah, it, it, it depends on the level of potential. Again, if it's someone just starting out in their career and I'm like, oh, yeah, I see that you can possibly do X, Y, and Z, then that's a no for me. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. But if it's a later, like, they've actually done some stuff Well, you're trying to career. make the president of the company? Oh, that's different. No, I'm talking about just even potential to be able to take care of yourself and us. Oh, no. Oh, no. You would be surprised how many women are like, I mean, I don't have no job right now. But, I mean, he is really trying really hard, and there's a lot of potential there. Girl, girl. Listen. We are at a big age. I'm good. Let's not. I'm good. Let him do that. Let him do that and then come back to you. Mm -hmm. Let him prove it. You know, like if we were 16, 18 years old, yeah, I get it, but we're not. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why people get so mad, particularly at black women, for, for wanting this. By the way. We're about to talk about your show. Quiet is kept. No. Quiet is kept. A lot of races that are not black teach their teach their girls this. You have to marry for security. Oh yeah. I don't know why it's so wrong for black women to be taught that. Like why is it so like we get just like nailed to a cross if we say, Well, he doesn't bring anything to the table for me. Well, you just a gold digger. No, no, no. I have a table. I brought the table. <laughs> with, I have everything I need. With chairs. With chairs and placemats and all. Now, if you can't come here and also add on the decor, then why are we here? We can't be here. I'm good. If you are not doing at least what I can do for myself, then why are we here? And for some reason, we push these women to marry for, I mean, but you you need to stay down with him because stand down with him is everything. Gucci Mane and Keisha Kaior always say that but shit. That, but, but usually the fools that are saying that are fools that are staying down in the jailhouse yeah, that's exactly that's, what happened. Stupid, ignorant. It's dumb. He was in jail, and he held. He's like, "Oh, I married her." That was the other thing. He did an interview with Charlemagne, and he was like, "I mean, I knew she was the one. Whenever she held me down when I was in jail, and she ain't go nowhere." He also claimed that he also knew she was the one before he went to jail. So why didn't you marry her then? Right. It's kind of what I asked Tank, and I just ran that Tank podcast earlier this week, like or last week. Um, if you knew, he said he knew Zena, his now wife, was the one from day one. 
and they still went through hell, broke up, did this, did that before he ever proposed. But that has to happen. For, for, for me, I don't feel like there's a, I always tell people, I don't think there's a perfect relationship. I do feel like you have to go through the ups and downs, the struggles. And a lot of people are opposed to me saying this. Not but struggles. No. I, mean, I, I, listen, for me, I'm okay with going through certain struggles or certain um, ups and downs in a relationship because for me, that builds a relationship and that lets me know that define struggle. if it's oh let me see a struggle in a relationship um i mean even just having a breakup situation to where you all actually break up and go your separate ways what did y'all break up over it wouldn't be infidelity it okay. would be probably okay. something we break up over foolish stuff sometimes um okay but yeah, I just feel like, like with me, when I got into my relationship, mm-hmm. it was too perfect for me for like four oh months God. straight. We had not had one argument. And I'm like, we need to argue. I need to have an <laughs> argument. We need to have a disagreement. No, I do agree with that. Uh, have a disagreement. I mean, maybe four months in is still kind of the honeymoon stage. But yeah, I do agree that there needs to be some type of friction so you know how to handle friction. I want my honeymoon stage to stop at two months, oh a month God. and a half. I want to know what it is because after two months, if I'm still in it, let's go the long way. Let's oh, let's make God. it happen. So two months. hell yeah! I'm listen. I'm too old for honeymoon stages because yeah, at a point two to where is very short though. Well, I'm going to commute. Well, it's two months in a relationship. We're going to communicate and stuff. That's all I need. <laughs> That's all I need. Listen, no, I do agree with there needs to be rocks that you run into, not a whole ravine. You know, like it needs to not be. You should not be waking up treating this like a job where you just die. you hate going into the office. You know, like you hate going into your relationship and you hate seeing the person and you just trying to survive it just to get to the ring. Why are we here? Like, it's not that serious. No. If you have to do all of that, that ain't the person for you. Mm-mm. If you have to sit there and wait for them for 10. Keisha Carroll waited for 10 plus years. It's a long time. I mean, do you, boo? I guess it paid off for you in your in your terms of paying off. That wouldn't work for me. I bet she had an aunt. I bet she had an aunt in a in the back of her ear said, "Girl, hold on to that's a of good course. man. That's a good man. You only got three years left." You'd be surprised how many people told me the same thing for the last three relationships, two of which ended because of infidelity. Well, one ended definitely because of infidelity. The other one, I found out about the infidelity after the fact, but I knew something was wrong. Yeah. You'll be surprised how many people are still pushing you to be like. Girl, I mean, he is such good husband material, though. You know, just just stick it out. So Y'all you wouldn't take someone this. back after no. if they cheated on you once? You know, oh, I don't think, maybe you don't know. That's my deal breaker for many reasons. Okay. Not because of superficial. Do not call me immature. That's the other thing people love to call black women when they say, when they put up a standard. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just being immature. You got to be able to deal. No, I don't have to deal with anything. No. I don't have to. You decided to deal with that in your relationship, and now you put onus on that as being something powerful or something that you got through i don't have to struggle if i don't want to i am a, i can make my own money i can be in this world i have friends i have family i can go on dates if i want to yeah i don't have to have a relationship if i don't want one that's what y'all are missing mm-hmm. you know for whatever reason People have that mindset that you need to be in a relationship, but right. you have to have like you're not a, a partner. Full person. It's like I never said I don't need a man or I don't want a man. That's not what I'm saying. I said I don't need a bad man. Yeah. I don't need someone who's hindering my life. And I feel like with Tiny, it's really hard to watch 
bringing it back to Tiny and T.I., because she don't need the bullshit either. Mm-hmm. Yet she deals with it in our faces, in public. But there's a lot of people who, who need that. There's it's It's almost like being codependent on something or someone or a relationship. It's almost like, what was that song years ago? I would rather have a piece of man than no man at all. Oh, That's, really? That, you've, never heard, you've never heard that song before? I probably tuned it out because it sounded so stupid. Yeah, there's a, it's an old blues song oh, okay. where she says, I would rather have a piece of man than no man at all. Maybe. But back then, that is what women were taught. You know, and that's exactly what's passed down. Like, and it irks me to this day. Every time I see somebody like going through abuse, whether mm-hmm. it's emotional abuse, mental abuse, or physical abuse, and people saying, this is just a really rough time right now. You just have to be mature mm-hmm. and stick it out. Since when is sticking out dealing with abuse maturity? Smart. Like, no, no, stop. And constant cheating, especially publicly, is a form of abuse. It is. Stop it. You don't need it. I'd rather be broke and living in a freaking cardboard box than be with the man that could quote unquote provide security while he's treating me like absolute shit as well. This is why love ain't enough, y'all. Constant cheating. This brings me to another relationship. I not know that, was your deal, that was your deal breaker. That was my deal breaker. And I'll tell you why. Not because of the infidelity itself. But because of two things. One, the trust factor. Mm-hmm. More than anything, you lied to me. I don't do liars. Lying is my other deal breaker. I don't like liars in my personal life, whether it's a family member or a friend. Mm -hmm. I do not lie. That's the one thing I can pride myself on. So if I'm never lying to you, how dare you lie to me and I have to deal with it, especially for no reason. Like, lie to me for what? You know, like, what do you... If anything, you're just being selfish because that means you're lying to me in order to keep doing something that you know will not be good for me. So why would I be with someone who wants mm-hmm. to treat me that way? I don't I don't have any reason to to be there. If I hated myself and thought that's all I could deal with, cool. Or that's all I could get, cool. But I don't think that. I'd rather be alone. Oh. The other part of it is the health factor. And there's a reason why STDs and everything else are skyrocketing these days. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. And to me, when you cheat, even if you're wearing a condom and usually you're not, but even if you are, you're not wearing a condom if somebody go down on you or if somebody's sucking your thing, you know, so (laughs) things can be transferred. Things can be transferred. Not sucking your thing. Suck, sucking your thing. Suck your thing. Then th- I can't. I mean, I can only curse so much up in up in Samsung, y'all. We didn't had a few cuss words. No, I'm not gonna go there and be like suck your dick. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know, there's only so much protection you can have. Yeah. You thought it was okay to bring that back to me, and now you've put me and my health at stake. And to me, that's the ultimate problem. Gotcha. The one thing we have in life is our health. Yeah. And if you, the person that loves me, that I'm supposed to be giving my life to, and you're supposed to be giving your life to me, you put that in jeopardy intentionally just to get a nut. How much do you value me in my life? Why would I want to be in that relationship? So I look at it as a health factor, especially as a woman. Y'all can say what y'all want. Our bodies are a lot more finicky when it comes to things that go into a vagina. Listen, a lot I, more finicky. I don't have an opinion about it. <laughs> <laughs> but just saying this as just biologically, there's way more issues that can arise in a woman's 
genitalia Mm -hmm. than there are in a man. Yeah. And also that present themselves more. There are certain viruses that can chill up in a man's body, but never present themselves for women. It's a, it could be a killer. And so people have to understand that we're not, we're equal, but we ain't our bodies and biologically are not equal. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things that affect us more. There's certain things that affect a man more and we have to respect that. And I think that just tossing around my health because you want to go get a nut from homegirl down the street and it probably wasn't good anyway. Oh, you got that comeback? I'm just saying it probably wasn't. I'm talking about you. It probably wasn't. I mean, oh. it just probably wasn't. Just, you know, some. I mean, I guess sometimes, like, passionate, just random sex is good. But, I mean, very, like, didn't go, leave and go be with her then. Clearly, yeah. it's not good enough for you to leave and go be with her. Um, so, no, I'm just, I'm. that's my deal breaker. I'm over it. And watching Tiny just kind of promote that she's has a better life because she stayed there with him it's gross to watch you have daughters i hate seeing it but hey girl if it works for you i guess she didn't want to listen to mama joyce i mean tiny really wasn't that cute years ago though stop i mean she's grown into her looks i mean candy didn't listen to mama joyce either so Ooh, shots fired. Don't no do shots fired. I like Todd. I like Candy. But Todd. she didn't marry for security. She said that. She didn't. Oh, she was sad. Candy's good. Exactly. She didn't marry for security either. Um, maybe for her, well, she didn't marry for financial security. Maybe he was her security in a different way. Yeah. Either way, always marry a man that can give you something that you need that for whatever reason you can't always do only for yourself all that'll be the only reason to get married to join forces not for somebody to take away from you mm-hmm. like if he ain't making your life better child why are you here well a little sneak peek this season with Todd and candy i'm ready to, to see what happens with that they about to have a new baby and that's it but she mentioned something to him about starting new jobs and not finishing one before he still got a job don't he it's all for tv <laughs> Um, all right. So do we think that speaking of relationships, do we think that Rihanna and Drake are back together? I mean, I have an emphatic no on my end, but people are saying this. I mean, I'm with Rihanna and Drake getting back together, especially if Kanye West popped up at Drake's house with notes and shit. So (laughs) So Drake had his 33rd birthday party last week and... Everybody and their grandma was there, of course. It was like some mafia-themed whatever. Um, and Rihanna popped up. There. When was the last time we seen them together? Like They in- weren't even together together. We saw him leave and we saw her leave the club. Okay. They weren't leaving together, but she was clearly there at his birthday party. Okay. Um, which is, I don't I mean, eh. They messed around a little bit. I, I'm not friends with people that I messed around with in the past, but Rihanna is another a whole different chick. And she definitely stays friends with people. Um, so I'm not too shocked she was there. Um, she does have a boyfriend, Hassan, who she talked about in her new Vogue cover article, um, who's a billionaire a billionaire um invest in in no, a billionaire heir. So his family is part of like Toyota and all these other things. Correct. Um I don't see her leaving Hassan for Drake, but I'm hearing and people are speculating that her and Hassan may have broken up. And I think that people think that if they just haven't seen them together in five days and it's like, well, I mean, do you see who you're dating every single day? 
Yes. Especially if y'all are. No, I want to. Yeah, I love that. If I don't see you every day, I get very like, <laughs> sad and things like that. But I get when you're two busy people that travel the world nonstop, mm-hmm. there's very likely a chance you could go a week without seeing them. Like that's that's just how business works, you know, and she's all over the world. She's sometimes in London with him. She's back in Anguilla. She's here in the States in L.A. and New York. Yeah. You know, she's all over the place. Um, so if she went five days because she's traveling, promoting her umpteen billion dollars dollar makeup line and music and everything else in her fashion lines is that really that crazy she didn't see him for five days well i want rihanna and drake together i'm with it why i'm with it i mean i think it's a good I'm, listen Mm-mm. i think it's a great look i'm with it i like drake drake's a homie he's like the light-skinned homie that you wouldn't mind letting date your best female friend yeah, I think that that's good in theory. I think that Drake probably does that with every woman, though. And that's my problem with Drake. I think he's like the ultimate boyfriend, but I think he's the ultimate boyfriend for everyone. Oh. Yeah. You're, you're a Drake fan like that? No, I am, but I think he's for everybody. Oh, I forgot. You all do send those photos of Drake. Drake is fucking. In the bathroom. Drake is zaddy. Let's not get it twisted. He is zaddy, but that's the problem. He knows he's zaddy, and he's he got. But don't you want a man that knows that he's zaddy? Yeah, but I don't want him telling every hoe he's zaddy. Mm. (laughs) Not the mm. not all of them. Not all of them. Like no, he looks like the type that will sweep every chick off her feet. I mean, and have every chick feeling like she's the one and only, and that's a scary ass dude. Can't be with a dude like that. It's good old Drake. I mean, I just want to test it one time. Okay, moving on. Oh, no. Um, not one time. One time. Uh, I heard just, okay, I heard it's really good, You though. just want to touch the hem of his garment. <laughs> and that's it. I heard it's really good. Uh, I have a source. Do you? I have a D report. Oh, wow. So, yeah. is, is this online? Is this, No. The person related to me. Audio, okay. audible. Well, 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 the D listeners. report was bomb. Like he is bomb in bed, and everything you would think Drake is, he's that. I mean, but but do females not think for a second that, like, maybe he was bomb with that one chick, and that he may not be on the level of? Because you're from New Orleans, Natasha. <laughs> no, I think that he's. I've only heard it firsthand from one chick he's been with. Um, but I've never heard anything bad about him. I will say that even secondhand, thirdhand about what he's done and who he did it with never was a bad story. I feel like you don't want Drake and Rihanna together because you want that one time. No, no, I think that Rihanna needs like, no, I don't think Rihanna and Drake work at all. You don't think so? I think she works with Hassan for sure. But why? Goes the money. That security thing. That security. That, that money. security thing. I think that she doesn't need his money, but I think that as a woman, you always need an advocate and you always need somebody you can learn from. You always need somebody on your level or more. Always. That That's how it benefits you. Yeah. That I always, think with Drake, yeah, he's, you know, he can also offer amazing things, but I think he for everybody. Like, she don't, why does she have to deal with that? In, in other words, he's community dick. Yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't think she needs to deal with that. I think she has her fun whenever she's single and she has her fun, which is great. But I think Drake has his fun while he's not single. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Rihanna and Drake in a nice good old um Graham. And I want to read a few comments. But let's discuss the Kanye West foolery with Kim Kardashian. I know I've been trying to put it off. You know I can't stand talking about Kanye. You know I I'm cannot over it. stand it. And now that he is promoting his new album, 
Jesus is king. And, basically, he wants to say, I am king. And showing up at different... What? Um, HBCUs, uh, including... I mean, are, is, is Southern happening? Allegedly. Is this weekend? This Coming weekend. Out? So, oh, Halloween weekend. Well, this after Sunday. Halloween. So, okay. Kanye West has been on his world tour of bringing alleged Jesus songs to um, HBCUs and random places and spewing his Republican foolishness all over the place, as well as his love for Jesus Christ. Over it. Fake prophet. It's very much a fake prophet situation. Such a fake I think prophet. what annoys me more about this situation is not even Kanye, because I expect something as foolish as this from him. I don't expect people that I thought had common sense to buy it. I was like, y'all are Trump supporters. Y'all are literally who Trump, who Trump supporters are. The person tells you that they ain't shit. They prove to you for several years they ain't shit. The moment they mention the word Jesus or something that makes sense one time, in general, makes sense and says something that's more common sense than anything. Y'all now have forgotten everything, everything else that they said. Everything. And now he's a savior. And now we need to hop on the bandwagon and support Kanye West. Over it. This is how Trump got into office. Because y'all never remember things that happened five minutes ago, let alone a year ago. And y'all always forgive when the person didn't even ask for forgiveness. And y'all always just forget. The and now we have to now we have to praise him. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing that I'm constantly hearing that I'm so aggravated and frustrated with is who are we to question his path or his journey to God? What what Kanye has done in the past and what he's doing now? That's not connected to my God that I know in not my spiritual all. journey. Not at all. And I hate the fact that so many of our people are so welcoming with letting him in mm -hmm. just because he didn't mention God or Jesus. Are you going to let Chrisette back in like this? Nope. No, they ain't letting Chrisette back in nope. at all. It's, it's mind boggling to me because he's not only talking about Jesus in a very for profit way, which people can even say the church is for profit. And I agree with that. I don't, I don't, I'm not down with the church. I've said that a million times. I'm here for Jesus. And that's it. And God. Give me the word. Right. I'm not, I don't believe in the church because it's too much, it's too much politics when there shouldn't be any politics and too much for profit foolishness. Yeah. And I feel like that's exactly what Kanye is doing for profit foolishness. And I actually posed this question um, recently at my house. I asked someone because I think Kanye is getting ready to do more performances at different churches. Yes. For me, I always felt like the church was very political. Yes. There were so many different avenues you had to go through in order just to get on the stage at church. Are they going to make Kanye go through all of those same hopes and, and, and curves and everything to even perform at their churches? This is crazy. I hate this. I so, would just like this. And this foolishness okay. and this horrible ass album. So what is your main issue with Kanye? I don't think it's, it's necessarily a main issue with Kanye. It's the fact that I dislike when someone throws on religion or a um spiritual side or a spiritual awakening mm -hmm. and you force it upon other people mm -hmm. i feel like he's forcing what he's going through and, and what's happening with him um i actually just had to go through this personally myself mm -mm. with someone that i knew personally who quote unquote has gone through a spiritual awakening and the one argument or a few arguments that we did have but the one thing that i had to let my frat brother know is whatever journey you are, are on spiritually, 
it's not something that's connected with me. Mm-hmm. So however you do things from this point on, you do it the way that you want to do it. But you're not going to sit up there and, as the saying goes, piss on my shoe and tell me it's raining. Hmm. Well, Kanye also, I mean, I have several issues with Kanye. One of the things that I really didn't appreciate that he did recently and the fact that I'm even saying something in defense of Kim Kardashian should tell y'all shocking a lot, like a whole lot. Um, on a recent episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, as by now you've already seen, um, or at least the clip where he they were discussing Kim's Met Gala outfit. Mm-hmm. And I guess this was the night before um, the Met Gala. And we all know what her outfit turned out to be. Basically a painted on water it looks it's supposed to look like she was coming out of water um a painted on latex dress that with this corset that basically if she tried to breathe hard she would probably faint but y'all still mad at lizzo (laughs) y'all still (laughs) mad at lizzo um and it had all of her exaggerated assets on full display um and she got worshipped for it okay now right before she got dressed for this event um for the met gala kanye told her out of the blue I guess I mean I just feel some kind of way about you dressing too sexy I I feel some kind of way every time I see the pictures of you looking too sexy and you know when you're wearing certain clothes and you're gonna have to change up how you do this Kim was like I don't under I don't understand you were the one that built me up to be this uber sexual icon like he literally called her the Marilyn Monroe like the of the trophy our time. wife for him he right. said that yeah. right he said you're the Marilyn Monroe of our time I disagree but this is what he told her on national television he said that he married her because of how sexy she is because clearly and I said this years ago that he has a porn addiction I said that years ago did you, did you? years ago and got dragged for it you know Kirk family. Franklin did this at the same situation as well yeah but I, it was clear that he did because he clearly was being with women or wanted to be with women that exuded sex and he wanted to make them out to be sex dolls. Every woman he wow. was with, most women he was with, that's the vision, that's the feel and the vibe that those women gave off. Is it a bad vibe or a bad thing? Not, no. But if that's the only reason why you're with them, then that's the only reason why you're with them. Keep it, keep it 100. Yeah. But then you can't change your mind after you get with them for that reason. After you sit there and put her on a pedestal telling Michelle Obama she needs to take take advice from your wife on doing butt selfies, then how all of a sudden now she got to be covered up for Jesus? And these are the same. And this is the same person that people are following behind. That's my point. Like, I, I will never forget that. I will never understand that. I think that this is 100% a publicity stunt. He's only going to do secular music with no um, with no curse words until the next album. Every time he has an album. Y'all haven't figured it's, this it's out yet? It's something new. It's always it's always a niche. It's always a There's story. Always, a always. Every single time. And it's right before an album comes out. Y'all have not figured out the pattern yet. How? How have you not figured it out? It's been beyond obvious. And y'all keep falling for it every single time. Constantly. And now y'all are saying, well, now we need to re- re-embrace Kanye because now he done found Jesus. He never lost Jesus. No. He, he just is using this now as a publicity tool. I don't think he ever had him, if you ask me. <laughs> Maybe that too. But nothing's changed other than his ability to use this as a publicity stunt and publicity tool and to use his own wife and family for the same thing because that's what he married them for. Yeah image is for a, for he he claims he hates publicity he even said i hate social media it's ruining our families how on earth 
then okay you married a woman who basically invented what social media is now basically and you did that on purpose you knew that's what she Kim was claims, that's her claim to fame like, you knew what she was and you're only getting all this publicity as well because of the things that she's allowing like she used to post everything that you did so people stopped fucking with you for a while mm-hmm. and then was like, oh, well, Kim posted about this. Kim posted about that. We didn't know what you were doing because you weren't even on Twitter and Instagram yet. You used her machine, the machine that you claim to hate, to get out all the things that you wanted to get out. Have you found it that it's kind of weird that there's so many people. There's a number of people in my circle who are actually kind of supporting Kanye. Oh, oh, I know a lot of people who are. And I'm really disappointed in that. I think that one, men are always going to support men. Period. Uh, point blank. That's, most no, most of them most of them have been women. And women, when it comes to women, that's internalized misogyny as well. It's it's always going to be the case. They're always going to find, and don't let it be a church situation. I've seen so many quote unquote church folks. Well, who, we can't turn our back on somebody that found the Lord. When did he lose the Lord? You know what someone said? That he is such a great genius yeah. that we can't turn our back on right now because of everything that he's done in music. People said the same thing about Hitler, said, said the same thing about Trump. I refuse. R. Kelly. Right. I'm not doing that. No, I don't fall for the okie doke. I see straight through it. I have for almost for umpteen years now and got dragged for absolute filth for saying the things that he's saying about himself now. Have you had a chance to listen to any of the music? No, I'm good. I have no reason. Why? Why would I? I don't I don't want to contribute in any fashion. This is all a publicity stunt. It's all bullshit. I never said he wasn't talented. Black mm-hmm. women are who made his fucking career from day one. So, no, I've loved Kanye since day one yeah. before mainstream liked him. OK, so it's not about, oh, I don't think he's talented or the ability. A talented person can make any song good. So I don't think that it's going to be a matter of I'm going to hate the music. I do not support the person to the point because I feel like they're now suppressing black women like me. Yeah. And I feel like they're jeopardy, like using using the black church and using our black youth and using black women. You married a woman who literally tried to create herself to look like us and you put her on a pedestal for doing so. Yeah. And then you said Michelle Obama needs to take take notes from her. And now all of a sudden it's a problem that she's a sex pot the reason why you married her. And I'm just, I'm, I'm really disappointed on the HBCUs that are allowing him I'm so disgusted, onto the but campus. I was also disgusted with the HBCUs when they joined Trump's fake ass, um, what was it? The the education, the HBCU help board, whatever that he created for them, and he did nothing for them. I don't them. think Southern was on that. I don't, I don't. Well, it was several HBCU presidents, and we were just, everybody was looking at them like, okay, fall for it if you want. What did he end up giving y'all? Zip, zero, Absolutely zilch. nothing. He actually wants to take funding away from HBCUs. But he surely took all the pictures and surely posted all the pictures and video on his Twitter, on his Instagram, just to show, look, I like black people. And it made his dumbass supporters even more like empowered to mm-hmm. say, oh, of course he's not a racist. So now I can really like him openly. All y'all did was give him ammunition to do what he's doing now. And y'all are doing it once again. Y'all are falling for the okie doke for the 200th time. And in some ways, I don't even blame Kanye. Why? Why? I mean, if y'all gonna keep falling for it. Shit, if you gonna make the money, make the money. And he's out here selling $300 socks that say Jesus, you know, and y'all over here buying it. Like, why not? Someone told me the other day, I had on an outfit. Someone said, you need to have a pair of Yeezys on with that. I'm good. I'm good. I'm great, actually. And he's good. He's good. He's great. Like, People are so weird. I don't understand. But really what got me is the whole policing, again, policing a woman's body and policing what she can and can't do. Now, Kim was sexy before Kanye entered the picture. That's why he wanted her. Mm-hmm. Has it upped a 
up a notch or two, yes. Especially when he put her in his video. Uh, what video was that? Where they simulated sex, basically. And they're, she's riding on a bike in front of him. And it looks like she's riding him. I mean, y'all, this is what y'all do. You married a girl who openly and, and intentionally made money off of a sex tape. This is what y'all do. And that's fine. But now you can't all of a sudden be like, mm, I need you to not do that no more. What's she going to do? What do you, else she going to do? Do you think it would get that it's a possibility that Kanye's religious path and spiritual path would be so strong that they actually may divorce? I think the only reason, and I said this years ago as well, years ago as well, um, the only reason why Kim would ever leave him is if he started, if he actively and obviously, to the point where they could track it, started to diminish her, her brand, brand. yeah which means either she started making less money directly because of him mm-hmm. or started getting less popular directly because of him they're both narcissists they feed off of each other as long as they keep growing based off of the f- the foolish narcissism things that they're doing mm-hmm. they're going to stay together but the moment that it affects her negatively not just like somebody talking shit, like people talk shit about her forever, but it always ended up in being a profitable thing. Right. The moment it stops being profitable, oh, she's out. And I think that's going to be an issue now because if you think about it, Kim wears nothing but sexy dresses. So if your husband, Kanye, is going to be outspoken about the way that you dress, designers are not going to want to. And she only has those designers because of Kanye. She only got Vogue because of Kanye. Because of Kanye. And that's why. that's what I mean. So the moment she starts losing the reasons why she married him, Again, it goes back to marrying in your best interest and security. She could not get on. She could do everything else, but she couldn't get on Vogue. And she couldn't get basically to become ace boom cool with all these designers. Mm-hmm. They never gave her the respect until, until she Kanye. married Kanye. So that's what she married him for. Again, that was smart. She probably got what she wanted. Now she's good. Yeah. And that's all women should do that. Mar- get what you need to get. I mean, of course, love the person, but don't marry them unless they can give you something you can't give yourself. So that's what she did. So the moment he can't give her that anymore, she's out. And she should be. I think it's about time. <laughs> it's about time. I um, mean, I mean, Kanye, Kanye is really going through a spiritual, like, if it's an awakening, but it's a spiritual battle. For me, it's what I consider it. Um, but I, I just dislike fake profits when it comes ooh, down to. It drives me nuts. It's horrible. And, and, and we're so quick to hop on the bandwagon of a fake profit. Have we not learned from some of these fake prophets in the past? I hate the fact that I'm even talking about it on this. Like, I hate giving it life. I hate talking about it. But it's kind of like that thing with Trump. Just because you don't talk about it does not mean it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And it just goes away. Sometimes you have to speak truth to power in order to diminish the foolishness and the diminish the foolish effects that they can have. Yeah. Um, I see. I do appreciate that when they went when he went to um, um, Howard homecoming and spewed all the Republican pro praise and all those things. Uh, From what I heard, the actual students were not here for it. Mm -hmm. Most people that were there on the yard when he was there doing his Sunday service were not students. It was his 50,000 person choir and the people he hires to be there with his camera Camera crew and all all that. that. So it makes it look like it's the students, this and students that No, it was a lot of locals that just popped up and it wasn't necessarily the students. So I do appreciate that they are, smarter than people might assume they would be i don't think that they fell for it but it's only so much time if somebody keeps dangling something in your face like look you could be famous as long as you follow mm-hmm. me i mean it could happen you know so shout out to the howard students that didn't fall for the okie doke but i am very scared for who will southern better not 
Southern University better We're gonna not. We're going to find out on Sunday. We're going to find out on Sunday. And these presidents, Trump didn't like your ass to begin with, and y'all fell for it then. Why are you falling for the same thing with Kanye? Why are you allowing this man to come on there to talk about, I love Trump, you need to vote for Trump? Why are you allowing it? I would love to get footage of, of the students that are opposed to this. Anyway. Oh, okay, so before we close out, we're going to start our new segment. What's the new segment? The new segment is shit that you should be watching, but you're not. Okay. <laughs> I'm with so it. So this segment is all about like, I mean, we all know I love TV. I love movies. So does James. So does everybody around me. Um, and we watch everything. Um, but I all that means I come across things that, I know certain black folks ain't watching mm-hmm. and I'm like, but you should be though. Like, it's not something that you would find on your, on your guide and be like, Oh, let me record that. It's not something that you would go on Netflix and hit my cue. You just wouldn't, but I'm telling you now that you should. Okay. I've taken the work out of finding new stuff. I'm ready to hear this list that you might think. Okay. So every week we're going to do a new, one. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a full list. Okay. I mean, I have tons, but every week I'm going to add, another one okay some weeks i might do two i might be feeling frisky and i might do two so um, so are these shows on television everywhere. netflix it's hulu different, different okay different places different platforms all got gotcha. all different platforms these days yeah you know what f it today i'm gonna do two do two okay because it's halloween i'm gonna give you one very scary flick and then i'm gonna give you one show that you should be binge watching now Again, these are not shows that the typical black person would be just drawn to off, off rip. Like when they see a pro, when they see a promo, and it would be you to bring that. I know, right? <laughs> when they see a promo or when they see it in the guide, I nine times out of ten, the typical black person will skin right by it. Okay, like they're not gonna. It's one of those shows. But I'm telling you, because I did the work and watched it. I'm telling you this will benefit your life, and you just need to go see it. Okay, there are some black people catching on to these shows though. All right. So the first one, we're going to start off with the Halloween one. I don't know if y'all. Okay. So in my bedroom, I refuse to have like an actual cable box because I don't want, I don't really believe in having TVs in the bedroom. It really messed up my sleep last time I did that. And, but this year, like when I moved to my new place, I needed a TV in my bedroom. Some days you just want to lay in bed and watch TV. And just chill. Don't want to move. So my compromise was not having cable, like a cable box in there. Okay. Like watch live TV and all that stuff. My compromise is only using like the smart smart stuff. So that means I have, you know, like fire stick and all that stuff and Chromecast and all that in there. Um, And I have a smart TV. So I can technically at this point, a year and a half later, it's basically the same thing. Basically. You can basically see everything. But I really like the fact that I can just, you know, turn on Netflix, turn on Chromecast. I can really live stream live TV from apps if I need to. It's really sad. But I like laying in bed and watching certain things. What I discovered was this app on fire stick and it's called shutter it's also just an app on regular smart tvs and stuff okay so shutter is a streaming service um and now there's tons of them popping up where you pay a monthly you know fee whatever um shutter's only i think 5.99 that's why i wasn't gonna try it i was like i don't need to buy another streaming service However, I love scary movies and there I've gone through all the scary movies on Netflix, all of them on every on fear on chill network, all the free ones or all the ones I've already bought. I need something new. So I saw the shutter network and I looked at the preview. I'm like, oh, these look like these look like movies. I ain't never seen these are original movies. Wait a minute now. And so at best, I was like, these are going to be like those stupid 
like D-list, you know, stuff that just couldn't make it to theaters or couldn't even make it to Redbox, honey. Like not they a Redbox Shutter. Yeah, so I was like, I ain't buying that. Whatever. Then it clicked to me where I heard Shutter before, and I feel like you're already scared. I mean. Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't do well with horror movies. I promise you. Like Candyman still scares me right now. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay, Candyman was scary. Okay, so I knew the word Shutter or the app Shutter because they came out with this huge documentary um, that's called Horror Noir. Okay. And it made like mainstream news, and they had, I think they had an event, and I remember looking at it like, what's Horror Noir? And come to find out, it's about the history and now of black horror films. Um, so that's kind of how they got put on the map is uh, with people knowing who they are is by them following what black horror films, how they started and who they are now and just how they developed over the years. Um, and then I was like, Oh, I already wanted to get whatever, wherever it was that this black horror film documentary was yeah. already wanted to get that app. I didn't even know there were that many black horror films. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Um, and I could thank my mom for this because she loves horror films as well. So she has like all the old black and white movies. And like I watched Freddy Krueger when I was really little, like because she loves horror films. And so that's why I think I just don't they don't really phase me, even though mm. Freddy Krueger did phase me at like eight years old. But it's now I like the beauty of it. Like that I just love a, watching that it. That wasn't a work of the Lord in our house. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, my mom's like the biggest Christian. Like she's the first lady of a church. Oh, and she likes horror movies. I know. Movies. My stepdad's now a minister. So, yeah, she does. She loves horror movies. Um, so, anyway, um, I was going to get whatever the network is anyway because I want to see that documentary. So, come to find out, it's Shutter. Then I was like, oh, I don't need to spend no more money at all. But with this free trial, I got my entire life. Ain't nothing like a free trial. And I figured it out. Yes. <laughs> so, I saw that, you know, I'm just flipping through because it looks kind of like Netflix. You can add to my queue. You can remove stuff. Gotcha. You can, you know, get previews of things. And I saw this preview for something called Haunt. And I was like, huh, it was just made, you know, 2019. I didn't think it was going, I thought it was going to be just a cheesy slasher movie mm -hmm. the typical cheesy slasher movie i mean it's on shutter something that you would see on like a indie channel yeah i mean if it was good then it would be in theaters right gotcha <laughs> so, that's, what I was, that's what i was thinking so i was like well let me just go ahead and watch this i'm working anyway i just need something in the background i'm in the mood for a horror movie hunty i am still shook this is two days later i am like scared just like walking down the street even after that I went to go get food the next day and jumped out of my pants almost because somebody walked around my car. And like, I mean, I'm just like on edge. And this movie was so triggering. So what's the synopsis of it? Okay, what? so here's the thing. <laughs> it's called Haunt because it's about a haunted house trip. So these this group of college friends um, decide on Halloween night that they want to do something fun fun like they went to a party first and the party was laying they're like no let's go do and something it wasn't super enough. Fun. so thanks to Yelp Yelp <laughs> <laughs> they find a haunted house like way off you know in the woods or something oh this is based in Chicago by the way so that's Crazy. another movie they pulled a, from a lot of classic movies to me they pulled from Halloween for that because okay. Halloween is based in you know the the boonies of 
Illinois. So this is also in the boonies of Illinois. So they drive into like this field and like this random country part outside of Chicago. Illinois is very rural and very like country. country. Yeah. So that's why they were driving for like an hour in the woods and in, you know, what they probably in an old van. Yes. They were in an old van. Oh, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) They were definitely in an old van. They were in the dudes. Um, he drives for Uber and, (laughs) He probably got the He turned the van on the his... Uber because he was like, this is a long drive. Y'all gonna pay me for this. So he turned it on and his friend took it and threw it out the window because oh. he was like, absolutely not. <laughs> but that helped him later on. Um, so yeah, he has a big like van. And so they pull up, they hop out the van like the Scooby-Doo machine and they see like two people standing in line, uh-huh. you know, and like dressed up like kids like them. So they were like, okay, I mean, I guess it's legit. Other people are here and they get out and they go up to the thing and it's just it's scary as hell from the moment they walk up to go talk to this clown to let them get into the haunted house. They had to check in their phones, they had to sign release forms. Which we see that should have. Oh, really? I've yeah, never I'll attended. Form. Okay, yeah, I won't ever attend. <laughs> won't ever attend. Oh yeah, I've done that. Um, and to me, it was the it was the coming true of everything that you would think would happen in a really crazy haunted house. So I've been in some crazy haunted houses. We went to Sheriff Fodies back in New Orleans all the time. You know, with the with the prison inmates running the freaking haunted house. They created it and ran it. So I've been to some things. That's New Orleans tradition. Right. And also like right outside of Chicago, they have these really big haunted houses in the woods. And we used to take a family trip every Halloween, like during Halloween week or something to go as a family to this. And the line would be like three hours long. I can't. Yeah. It's like really fun. And you just stand there, you eat snacks and drinks and you just get scared out of your mind while you're walking through. Some haunted houses, they're allowed to touch you. Some, they're not. So that's why you have to sign a release form. So, so my question is, how many black characters are on this? <laughs> this is why I like this movie, because surprisingly, there was one unambiguously, unambiguously black girl. And she actually had a pretty decent role. Like, it was pretty good. So Don't do it. I shouldn't ask my next question. Don't do it. Just watch the movie. I'm not telling you who dies and who lives. Just did, did, watch did the she, movie. Did she die in the first 10 minutes not, from tripping no, over she air? Did she did not. Running through an empty. So this is also why I love the movie is because uh, it was not the typical dumb moves that these people make. Like when they're like running. Have y'all seen that commercial? That Geico commercial. Yes. Let's go hide behind the, the, uh, the, 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 the knives. and. Yes. And, like, really? Why can't we go into the running car? <laughs> yeah, so it was it was not like that. These okay. characters are actually really smart and actually really saved their own lives several times. But when you're in when you're like a in an encapsulated place and you're a captive audience, mm-hmm. you can only do so much when they're hunting you. Like it's literally like hunting you like prey. These are psychopaths that decide to create a haunted house to really actually kill people in it. So the people that went before them I don't think they knew. I don't want to give away the whole thing, but I don't think they knew. But yes, those are real people that went before them, but they might not have made it out either, honey. So there's that. And it's in the middle of nowhere. So who going to find it? Um, So it's really, really good. I've never, I haven't, it's been a very long time since I've seen a horror movie that actually nailed it and actually had me scared, super, super anxious. I think it's because I really think that stuff like that can happen. Hell yeah. Um, And 
they actually were making the right moves and still getting slaughtered. So it was like, oh, God, like I couldn't stop watching. I had to cut it off I can't. and go do dishes because I was triggered. Like I was just scared in my home. My dog was looking at me crazy. Everything was crazy. See, this makes me just want to download the app just to watch the first five minutes I know. and say I watched it because I know I'm not going to make it through the entire film. I was generally the first five minutes. It was very jumpy. It's a very, very jumpy movie. Um, and then the only thing I didn't like was the end because the end was very y'all could have kept that last scene or redid that last scene that made zero sense it was completely unrealistic it was dumb how did y'all mess up this movie with that one last scene but i love the fact that it was good actors Mm -hmm. one of the actresses the lead actress is actually on the bold type which is my other favorite show um on c yeah on cw no, not CW. No, ABC Family. That's what it's on. And she's really good. And, you know, a black girl character. And it was just, it was cute. It was good. And I read the reviews because I'm like, it, it can't just be me who thought that this was really good. Like, actually better than every horror movie in theaters except for it. So I'm shocked that it's not in theaters. And everybody said the same thing. It got five skulls. That's how they rate. Oh. <laughs> on Shutter. And everybody's talking about it. Everybody's reviewing it. I think this might be one of like their hit things that breaks out Shutter like into, you know, the new it app. Um, and one of the girls on the comments was like, I, my anxiety was triggered the entire time. I'm like, oh my God, it wasn't just me. So if you're like me and you love horror movies and you're tired of these stupid horror movies that are just you just laugh at them, really. Um, it was kind of scary, though. Okay, well, and if, um, you're like, if you're just laughing at them, like, this mm, is the one hunty. I just can't. I don't know. It's just, just, just growing up, just being attached to the church. It was like, <laughs> you ain't bringing that in this house. Like, I mean, there are some that I still, to this day, second guess watching because I like stuff like poltergeist mm-hmm. I believe in stuff like that like yeah. I believe that's real so it's kind of hard for me to watch and even poltergeist had stuff happening in real life on the scene then something Back happened the with day. like the entire cast there yeah. was only one that somebody one, died and a bunch of them died I think there was only one living character from poltergeist and no, it was, while uh, they were filming I'm saying somebody was killed that. like stuff like that I don't in like Final Destination, I believe in that kind of stuff. Final Destination, so it scary. freaks me out because I'm like, no, I don't even want to put that in my aura. But something like this, it's a haunted house. You go to haunted houses with your friends, and then I didn't expect happen. for this to happen. Um, so it was every piece of blood and gore and horror that you would want. There you go. I'm gonna be honest. This is the reason why I don't walk outside <laughs> of New York on Halloween. I just don't. I'm not. Yes. I, I have yet to New York in, on Halloween in nine is. years. I have yet to be comfortable. But walking past someone with a mask yeah. on in New, New York. York on Halloween is very interesting. And I don't know how cops do it um, mm-hmm. because it's really hard to to distinguish the fuckery that is happening a lot. between that and like real life issues that are happening. Like, how do you know? Because people are on the creativity pops all the way out and people get. Like the real life Joker, I thought I, I felt like even last year I saw like the real life Joker. Like it was too much happening. It's way too much. Like the people were trying to play like the Purge, and it's like Mm-mm. I'm not for Mm-mm. it. Not for it. Not in New York, nope. Because that could really happen. They dress like to the T, like the characters. So I don't know how cops can distinguish, but mm-hmm. there's that. Okay, that. the other show that I want to tell y'all about that was a movie. This is going to be a show. It's on paramount network so if you have cable then you can get it or you could just subscribe to paramount which i wouldn't suggest just get a bootleg child and log into somebody account um okay so paramount is basically like the male driven (laughs) the male focused um network it used to be spike tv so that's a channel that i usually skip over Uh um but 
and because there's really nothing on it that I would like. But once, as usual, I'm just playing around, looking through the guide, and I see this this show pop up, and I just left it on because I was enthralled from the first seconds that it was on my TV. Now, I don't know what season this is or what episode this is or anything like that, but I'm like, what is this? But it's some family that is just super rich and powerful, and they're doing the absolute most. Oh, and this daughter is doing the absolute <laughs> most. What is happening? And she's she's smashing the ranch hand child? What is going on? The fact that you're really here clutching your pearls. Yeah, I was this shocked at this movie, okay? <laughs> I don't do cowboy movies. I don't do westerns. So I really was not even trying to see this. But then I noticed that, like, they were weaving in all the drama of, like, Native American um, Indian reservations, mm-hmm. as well as like the power of government. Um, and I don't, I still don't know if this is Wyoming or, or Montana. I can't remember which one. I'm about to Google it. Um, either way, both of those states have like um, Indian reserves and okay. Native American reserves. And there's, it's a lot of controversy in real life around that, around like the things that happen on those reserves and the fact that federal government and state police cannot step foot on their property at all due to just um, agreements and and just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the things that Native Americans demanded is that they had their own um, solitary land that they that they had sovereignty over. Yeah. That, um, and they that, can control. Unquote, unquote, America, yeah, yeah. That quote unquote America couldn't step over and, and deal with. Um, so it's a good thing because it's like, well, shout out to y'all. Shoot, we trying to get reparations over here. So shout out to y'all for having something <laughs> for having things taken from you. Um, but then it's a bad thing because there's a lot of statistically, there's a lot of rape and assault that happens on these um, reserves mm-hmm. because I mean, who who's going to check them? Who's going to say anything? They if you call the police, they only have their own police, you know, their own regular regulators right. that that can operate. There. And there's only so much that the federal government can do. They can't to, really do anything. do anything. So it's it's sad because a lot of these things go unchecked and unnoticed because they can only the federal government can't get involved. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, they're not going to. Most most of those people are men that are in those positions of authority on the reserves. So they're on the reservation. So they're not going to check other men, unfortunately. Yeah. So a lot of rape and assault goes very much unchecked. And it's sad. And you see a lot of it in this movie, too. You see you see the politics of that. Um, and you see that one of the the prodigal son left this established, amazing family to marry um, a Native American woman. And so they had to go live on the plantation. Uh, plantation, oh God. Oh, Jesus. Did not come for me. On the <laughs> reservation because <laughs> they did. <laughs> because they didn't. She didn't want to live off of the reservation. She doesn't really trust white people in mainstream. She just doesn't. Um, a lot of them don't. And his family was like, we don't. I mean, they ended up having a baby together. And oh, the, wow. the white people with the Indian reservation, it, it just is a big shit show yes and it's a lot going on and they don't mesh well because of the politics behind it but they have a love story and they want to keep that so you see throughout this series that him trying to return home which is down the street and you know trying to rejoin the family because they're always trying to get their land take they're always getting their land taken from them and power exerted over them but the the head of the family played by kevin costner is gangster like i've never this is the most gangster cowboy i've ever seen in my life it's insane you see but i think that's the reason why a lot of older men like western mm, movies that's true. because it was always gangster it was a hard it was and like it, it, it gives you that feel of like now i see why my grandfather like this was his 
favorite genre. Like he yeah. stayed watching stuff like this. So I see it. And, and I also see that there, the story of there's two black cowboys involved. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that they basically give that story of how two black cowboys came to be. And we get to see how black cowboys play into the whole cowboy and ranch system. And just so y'all know, the whole premise of the show is a rancher family who is super rich and super, well, we thought they were super rich and controls a lot of land and a lot of power in their state and cities. Um, And it's almost like, if you think of it like Pepperidge Farms meets secession, you know, like it's, this super powerful family that affects the whole country in a lot of ways. Um, and they're just doing a lot of low down underbelly type stuff to keep their land where it is. That means they have to fight the Indian reservation. They got to fight the cops. They got to fight the the politicians and they got to fight each other. Do we need to call Ava for this? Because this sounds I mean, like the cool. white version of um, it's Queen the white Sugar. version of Queen Sugar all day. <laughs> With two <laughs> black people thrown in, and I love it. I don't care. I love it. It's it's really interesting, guys. <laughs> like I love it so much. See, see shows like that. I want to start watching after like third season. This is going to third season because when I binge watch it, I want to be able to to like just watch a lot of episodes. Like right now, I'm binge watching Blacklist. Oh, okay, from back in the day. Well. It's now season six they're in right now, oh, but that, movie, that show was off. It's okay. still on. Um, Nathaniel had a role in it. That's why I started watching it Who recently. Did? Nathaniel. Oh, okay. Um, had a role oh, in it, yeah. so I started watching it recently. So yeah, we're we're, we're on season two now. Oh, okay. Season one had twenty two episodes. Oh, Lord. So yeah, so I'm, I'm with binge watching. So the two shows are the two shows for shit you should be watching, but you're shit not. Shit you should be watching is haunt. On Shutter Network, which is an app, and also Yellowstone, which is a series on Paramount Network. So one, you got to buy the app, but really you could just do the free trial. The other one is comes with your cable package um, on Paramount. If you well, check that out, I've seen that. I've seen that that particular show. People um, are starting to find out. Like when I watched it, I was like, no, I've never heard anybody talk about this. Now it's like their number one show on Paramount because it got so much traction. It's really good, guys. Like really really interesting the power dynamics the family dynamics the history dynamic um and the black storyline I, I i appreciate oh and the the sex it's a lot see if you go back and watch some of the cowboy movies that came out when we were coming up mm-hmm. there was a lot of sex lot and of sex. Na- nasty raunchy sex i'm shocked at it all um and so yeah so there's that and beth the daughter she needs every Emmy Award. All of, just nominate her for everything because she is killing this role. I found out she's British. I'm shocked by it all. I watched all the interviews after each episode. Um, so yeah, so Yellowstone as well as Haunt, get it in your life. I understand it's a lot of white folk. I know, but trust me, as a black person, you still gonna like it. Okay. So before we wrap it up, I just have one question. We're talking about shows. Yeah. Did you get a chance to see Tyler Perry's new shows on B? So. Okay, I mean, I heard it was okay. I think that either you like shows like that that look like a play mm-hmm. and act like a play, or you don't. It, it's very much a certain audience, and I don't think I'm that audience. I wasn't a. It didn't give me play. I just, I just wasn't a fan What's of the, the show. show with Robin Givens. Robin the Givens, new, yeah, the new show. Um, 
uh, its own own ambitions. That's my extent of like over the top yet not enough type show. Mm-hmm. It's really good though, and it's very like it, I mean, it's very you know like telenovela. It's very telenovela. Gotcha. That's my extent of that. I feel like Tyler Perry's goes one step past that, and I can't. I'm just not interested. For me, it was just a little too much because I was expecting girlfriends. Kind of, no. sort of. I mean, not necessarily that whole thing, but no, on Sisters, his new show. Oh, Sisters. Sisters, yeah. that's that show. But it was every sister was problematic. Had a situ- <laughs> this, this one girl, this the one of the characters, she wakes up. It's her birthday. Mm-hmm. Finished having sex. He looked. He walks into the bathroom. He changes. He comes back out, and his phone rings. And the first thing she says is, "Is that her calling you?" Oh God! This is like opening scene. So you're sleeping with someone That's who's married. How was too. So but. it's just it's just a lot for me. And the oval that the fighting scene the for me. The interracial first family, and nobody says that they're interracial. It's no, very but that odd. that opening that the opening scene was a fight. Like okay, yeah. So yeah, much. it was just a lot. Um, I don't think it's my forte, but I did hear it was good. Um, so did congrats you? to him. I heard, like I said, I heard mixed reviews. Some people, I think it's the the fans of that type of show that think it's good. They also love have and have nots, like that type of crowd. So I like the have and have nots. Yeah, no, I I tried many times. I can't. I love Tico to death, but I can't with that show. I like the have and have um, nots. Yeah, I've heard mixed reviews. Some people said it's really good. Some people are like, oh no. Um, but congrats to Tyler, I guess. I did see First Wives Club, the first episode on BET Plus. How was that? Was the, it good? So I'm not going to buy a whole new network, another, another streaming service. I can't do this anymore. I don't get it. Um, and plus I heard theirs was like $15, child. Mm-mm. Um, but they did put the first episode out for free for First Wives Club and it was really good. Okay. It was. Jill is in there. Yeah. Jill, um, Ryan, Michelle Bath, and the comedian woman, she's Latina. I can't remember her name. Or no, she's, I don't know if she's Latina or mixed. She's had a baby recently. Lives in Brooklyn. She actually lives in my neighborhood. She's really funny. She is. Um, so that's that. Um, so next week, I mean, I have tons of shows and movies I can tell y'all about that my friends look at me sideways when I try to talk to. So I'm just going to talk to y'all about them. How about that? I'm with sideways shows. No, my friends be like, Natasha, get off. No. I mean, because no. sometimes you want something like, like, say, for instance, Schmidt's Creek. Yes. Love it. I love Schitt's Creek. Is it Schitt's Creek? Creek? Uh-huh. It's not Schmidt's Creek? Schitt's, Schitt's Creek. Creek. Schitt's Creek? Yeah. Schitt's Creek. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, I like that. I only watched it because it comes on after Younger, and I love Younger. Oh, see, I stayed away from that. Younger's so good. Didn't it come Another on like white show, I know. UPN or something? CW. CW. Same difference. Ain't that big Don't of a judge. difference. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that's it guys. Um, don't forget for this week of speak on it. Um, I'm sorry for the upcoming speak on it. So we're going to be posting on Instagram at the YBF podcast, um, what topics we're going to be wanting you to chime in on so we could have another perspective. I'm just going to read a few of, we asked people to speak on it about the Kanye and Kim mess. Oh God. Y'all went off. Like all the way off. You, know, you can give people a platform. So you can either chime in on at the YBF underscore daily, our main account, or at the YBF podcast. Just send a DM, comment on a picture, something. Just talk your shit on our pages and we'll read off what we see. Um, so when we talked about Kanye West revealing that God has delivered him from his sex and porn addiction and he's, you know, mad about Kim dressing too sexy, this is some of the things people said. 
mad underscore bananas says black twitter is why you became yay he has become (laughs) irrelevant to us let him sink i don't care about him or his music anymore he is playing with god to make money like all the other preachers right and then other people someone else chimed in saying um because he also talked about you know social media being bs and a problem Detroit to Dallas says, I suffer, she was quoting um, Kanye West when he said, I suffer and I appreciate the suffering because we can feel a little bit of what Jesus experienced, but I suffer on social media. She says, suffering on social media or any reference he makes to suffering is no comparison to the suffering the Christ endured while he walked the earth or on the cross. How dare he compare himself to the king of kings? King of kings. Miss T. Abdul 0183 says, God delivered you from your porn addiction, then back into the clutches of that demonic black man destroying family. Oh, no. <laughs> it's interesting how this sunken place Sambo's mind work, works. Black people are harsh. Jesus. I was trying to find something nice that people said about him. No one's going to say anything nice. No one's on smart. Oh, I don't see nothing. He also said he doesn't care about what black Twitter has to say about him. I'm sure. So this person, H-A-H-B, Ha-Beb-T, so H-A-H-B-E-B-T-E-E, they say, if Kanye didn't care what black people thought, WTF, what the fuck, does he go to all these areas that are predominantly black to get support for the upstart of his cult? And those fickle-minded, mediocre black people will read here what he thinks about them and still support his narcissistic lunatics. Like Lunacy is what they meant. Kanye knows that if it was up to white people, he would be finished. The young black youth, black Hollywood, and athletes are what kept him relevant to date. Other people were saying, read about Jim Jones. This is the religious the religious leader, not the, re- the religious leader, not the rapper, because oh. he just he's acting just like Kanye. He was acting just like Kanye. Someone else said, but he married a porn star. I mean, I just felt like Kanye is really over the cliff when he mentioned about dropping notes off at Drake's house. That was so uncomfortable. Ugh. Like, Like, why? Drake is over you, especially after that Pusha T drama. He's over you. And here's the last, one of the last comments. Okay, finally I found one in in support of him. (laughs) Vibrant underscore thang 1020 says, why should he give a damn about what anybody says regarding his feelings about his wife? Just because he entered a relationship with a mindset doesn't mean he should be bound to it. Let that man grow. He's just figuring things out just like the rest of us. Girl, bye. But we appreciate it, vibrant thing. All right, guys. <laughs> I hate people. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, all them things. all Whatever podcast network you listening to, like comment and subscribe get on it. it follow us at the ybf podcast on instagram and at the ybf underscore daily on instagram and at, as always visit the ybf.com for any and all celebrity news stories it's a, it's so much going on i gotta get back to it and the ybfu i'm excited about this weekend yes james is gonna be back in his favorite place southern yes university. southern university homecoming <laughs> and hashtag ybfu will be will on. be in the place so if you see james 
You're going to have a mic with you? Because you I'm need going like, to have some a, kind of identifying factor. I'm going to have a mic with me. I Okay. So if you see the mic with the YBF logo on it, run up to him and talk. La- I think last year is when we had like a million people trying to like talk. To- was it last year or the year before? It was a year before. It and was huge. And people were going in. Like uh, they were like, oh shit, YBF, yeah. Like acting a plum fool when he came to them with the camera. So yes, when you own the yard at Southern this weekend for homecoming, come up to us. Listen, more houses had their homecoming. Spellman's had theirs we've let um a&t have theirs this weekend now it's the best homecoming oh, that's gonna happen Y'all best don't don't time. allow kanye on the yard oh lord please hopefully kanye won't be there no, whatever. all right mm. thank y'all for listening as always thanks for tuning in see you soon don't forget to speak on it see you soon, guys. thank you <laughs> bye bye that was like the longest time we've ever done. That was. And I'm just hoping that they didn't cut it off. No. 